You're too scared. Acapella group. Stop it, pop it, double stop it, pop it. You know what's cool? The sun looks like it's illuminating my face because the real sun is illuminating my face, but it looks like this one is illuminating my face. That's true. Wow. How'd you do that? The way that it's coming on my face. <laughs> uh, the white, white face. Do you see how the white is coming on my face? It, you do look washed. <sighs> yes, you do look washed. like, you know, you have bathed because you are washed. Washed out. I've bathed in the last week, for sure. You have bathed in the last week? That's great. That's good to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good thing to do. Uh, one should bathe maybe you once a week. Keep fresh. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Nostalgia Pit, a podcast aiming to dissect pop culture, the subconscious, and other psychological phenomenon through a hyperbolic and prismatic lens. Hosted by Rob Snow and Colin Cassard, mixed by Alex Riddle, and songs produced by Golden Beats, the Nostalgia Pit is available anywhere you find your podcasts. This week, Rob and I are headed out to the Big Apple to talk with hip-hop legend and production wizard, the one, the only, Blockhead. As an integral part of the independent hip-hop boom of the early aughts, Blockhead's production has inspired thousands of artists over the last two decades plus. Make sure you go follow him at BlockheadNYC on all social media platforms. Today, we talk about the accuracy of film depictions of New York City, growing up in Manhattan, and stories of the worst tour food imaginable. We also talk about not having kids, public schools, and getting mugged. This time, we want to thank our sponsor, Strange Loop Animations, a brand new visual arts company specializing in 2D animation. The founders of Strange Loop have been supporters of the show since day one, and as they are supporters of the show, we are supporters of their art. So make sure you go check them out on Instagram at Strange Loop Animations, all one word. And to commemorate the fact that we got Blockhead on the podcast, we've decided that we would play a little something from the project that I did with Blockhead in 2014. The album aptly is called Blockheaded. This track is called Times Change, and it is featuring the one, the only great MC, Tame One of the Artifacts. Rest in peace to him. So make sure you stay tuned till the end. This is actually one of the songs that I am not ashamed to be playing from my past music career. So once again, thank you to Tame One. Thank you to Blockhead for collaborating with a young Hash Adams. Do not forget as well, you can still go to sheetsgiggles.com. Use that promo code nostalgic. It's still live for 20% off your next order of eucalyptus sheets. They're comfortable, they're sustainable, they're great. That's right. All right, so we're going to get into this. Here we go. Pizza in the Ukraine.
vibes to see if this shit works or not. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah, we were here early as well and just laughing at how washed Rob looks in the uh, in the white light. It looks but pretty it's... spatial. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, my name's Colin, by the way, so it's good to hey, meet Colin. you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you, ma'am. I'm Rob. Nice to meet you, Rob. Yes, yes. Uh, you can call me Colin or Hashi. You can call him mm. Rob or Ronaldo. Um, or Arliss. Or Arliss, you know. If or you, Roberto. If you Arliss, or... like the TV show? Uh, no, no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot, though. But not, it's, not, it's not the same word? No, it's not Arliss, no. Oh, it's, uh, it's like R-L-S? It's, yeah, exactly like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for coming in. Um, the podcast right here that we have, that this is that you are on, uh, we call it The Nostalgia Pit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we just talk, uh, you know, I, Rob and I met through music in the Northwest. We're both from the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. You couldn't and tell looking at us. No, no. no. <laughs> it would be impossible. No, no it's funny. I, I was meeting a guy that I was selling something um, to from Craigslist the other day and I was describing myself. I was like, yeah, I'm in the Kia Soul and I'm, I have a beanie and a mustache and I, and I was like, I look like every male in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> like, Where are you guys located exactly? In Portland? I'm in Portland. Uh, yeah, I'm in Everett now, but Seattle okay. area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. I originally uh, was from Bellingham, Washington, uh, tried to do music, whether it was making my own, starting a professional studio, like t- mm-hmm. booking for venues or, or whatever uh, in Bellingham. All failed endeavors. Uh, I ended up coming to Portland to try to work in a studio. That ended up falling through a month after I, I moved down here. And I stayed down here, kind of gave up on on doing music as like a profession and just sunk into kitchens and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and um, obviously the, the restaurant industry is kind of decimated post-COVID. And mm-hmm. so I got back into school and uh, started pursuing my psychology degree. And... Nice. Um, between you know my love of psychology and then wanting to reconnect with old friends, I asked Rob if he, he wanted to do a podcast, and so that's where. Oh, how many? How long you guys been doing it for? A year and a half or so. Like we we did like thirty episodes, and then um, I kind of had like I, I don't know, like my man, my my anxiety was manifesting through the podcast I was doing. I was editing it this way in the first season to where. Anytime that like we referenced something like pop mm-hmm. culture or whatever, I would drop in the sample of it or like, oh wow! and so it got to a point wow. where <laughs> there was like 500 samples. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I literally, it took, it got to a point where it was like eight, uh, 12 to 18 hours of post-production after a recording. And so I, 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 you know, I just, I dropped it for a little bit. We paused for about six, seven months launched back up in February. And now this is uh, episode 13 of season two. Oh, okay. And yeah, I enlisted a, a, an engineer, a buddy of mine, Alex Riddle, uh, who, who's, you know, so I don't have to worry about every aspect of it. And so now we have like a professional thing okay. starting to land like, you know, decent guests and stuff like that. Like yourself. Yeah. Wait, yeah. did you tell me that you had you had Hunter on this? So Hunter is one of my good friends. We went to like high school and stuff together. I just met him for the first time, but I've been internet friends with him for a while because he's like one of the craziest people on earth. He's one of the funnier humans. He's so funny. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like that dude, he's all, like, I have the Juggalo cookbook, I think right here, you know? Yes, like, I, I contributed to it. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> that shit is fucking amazing his level his sense of humor and he's just been always been one of my favorite people from bellingham yeah. and so he's yeah he's still there you know he has a kid now and everything and, i saw uh, yeah i played a show out there and i saw him last time i was there nice 
Yeah, the, yeah. He's a fucking he's, he's constantly hustling. Constantly hustling. Constantly. Always has ideas. Honey nice. hustles too. Dude, like the uh <laughs> Yeah, he's got a bunch of like random ideas that I want to see come out. I don't know if he ever did the the rap beef coloring book. Like he I did. Uh, I, I remember he was sending me sending me stuff from it. I, I, maybe he got a cease and desist on it, but like something something happened with that. But he was but him selling like potions online. Yes. Yes. Funny yes. Ones. Oh, yeah. I, oh. Yeah. I forgot about the haunted jewelry. Holy yeah. shit. Well, he finds like subcultures of morons and, and just like milks them dry. And I really appreciate that. As a... <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for reminding me about that. I've totally forgot about that. that was what... <laughs> like when I found out that he was making like three to seven thousand dollars on a piece of haunted jewelry oh, and like <laughs> just writing this backstory for it. And I was like, dude, I like just all hail. Like, you, yeah, you are, it's amazing. You are, it's you amazing. King. Yeah. <laughs> He's a funny fucking human being, but I haven't got him on here yet. We we were okay. talking about um, getting him on here in the next couple months. We're gonna talk, uh, you know, just a bunch of random shit. So talk to him about his grifts. Like he's, there's so many good ones. I mean, he might expose himself, but it's it's pretty amazing. Like everything he does, I'm just wow, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we could always think about it ahead of time, like you know, because uh, um, you know we we don't release it in a video format, so you know we could always just right. put him put him under a different name. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Eight, By the eight, way, eight. if you see me like going like this, it's because I'm like half watching a Knicks game, the, the, <laughs> the Knicks playoff game over here. I'm like, fourth quarter. You know, but... <laughs> What's the score? Are they up? Oh, they're up, they're oh, up oh, by oh. 10 with six and a half minutes left. Okay. Okay. And Julius Randle just got hurt. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, know. Every... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, you know, I think they're kind of better without him, but that's uh... <laughs> I hear that a lot. Uh, I didn't get to watch, I didn't get to watch many Knicks games this year. Uh, I had season tickets to the Blazers, um, was a huge Sonics fan um, until, you know, fucking Howard Schultz. You'll get your team back, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they're going to come back to the, they, they should. They will, but the damage, you know, was was done. Yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> we we, we would have been in the finals, you know, that would have been us against the Heat, you know, that one year. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it is what it is, you know, we can only be bitter about it and... <laughs> And continue to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but that's all good. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to 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 watch the game. I mean, I'll just yeah. do, every now and then, I'm just going to do this just to get a look at the score. Okay, you know, I'll stay focused. I'll stay focused. Legit. Yeah. So, um, apparently, so I told you know I was telling I told Hunter obviously I was excited to to land you as a guest. Um, so I was like you know got blockhead. He was excited you know for me. Told one of my other buddies from Bellingham as well. He reminded me of a time that we saw you. I want to say it was in Seattle. This is probably like two thousand. No, it was either two thousand eight. You were either playing it in Bellingham or in Seattle. But apparently I was high on mushrooms and like insisted on going up to you and just like thanking you. But do you remember where what venue it was? It was either Wild Buffalo or the place I always play in Seattle, which is. The name just Numos? No, uh, the uh, one that, it's got the stage like at the corner, and there's like an outside. It's it, it's like feels like a bar inside of it. Oh, um, it's not Monkey Loft, is it? That would be no, the one no. the elevated stage, right? Yeah, it's a high stage. There's yeah, an yeah. Um, is it um, Nectar Lounge? Nectar Lounge. Yeah, yeah. I play ah. I play at Nectar like every time I'm there, and like so probably oh, was there. Yeah, yeah. It was either Nectar or I mean, it might have even been at like. I wanted to say it was Chop Suey. Did you ever play a Chop Suey back oh, in the day? A long time ago. Yeah. I mean, if it was yeah. a really, really long time ago, then yeah. Yeah, possibly. yeah. Because yeah. Chop Suey used to have like the cuttiest shows. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. In, I, in, I had some fun shows. 
Yeah. The first the first times I ever played in, in uh, Seattle were in that shot was a chop suit. Yeah. This was yeah, the first time I ever saw Open Mike Eagle. It was a great show. There you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good starter venue. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I got to hang out with the artifacts uh, oh, cool. at that show. Yep. Shout out Tame One. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace. But um, yep. yeah. Uh, so I just wanted. He was like, "Yeah, you should remind him and ask him if he remembered you." And I was like, "Dude, he's not gonna. Re- he's not <laughs> oh, yeah, gonna I mean, fucking remember." The amount of, the amount of people way. on mushrooms who've, who've said things to me. <laughs> <at shows>. like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. And you know, like just you know, in in doing all of the stuff that you've done. Um, you know, that is psychedelic adjacent with some of the visuals and stuff like that. I'm sure yeah. you get even more of like, you're like, like a hybrid between hip hop and like festival kids. I imagine yeah. it's like, me and my, <laughs> me and the fan base, the yeah. fan base, uh, yeah. it's, it is those two things yeah. come together. And, uh, it's funny cause I'm not like a drug guy really. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a funny, you know, disconnect cause they, people always want to smoke weed with me. I'm just like, damn, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was all. Yeah. Um, I was definitely the drug kid. Um, I, uh, I, 17, I, uh, got my own apartment, you know, uh, needed to pay rent, started selling weed and stuff like that. Eventually came to a point where I had entirely too much money. And that was how I met tame one where I flew him out to Bellingham and was like, we'll smoke you out if you come out here and play like a show with us. And so he, <laughs> he stayed at my apartment. I like he consumed more drugs than I've ever seen anyone in their entire life. <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I've heard. absolute insanity. Like he, he was on like a uh, ate the mushrooms. He did some Molly. He was doing some coke. He, you know, it's more weed than you can imagine. And then he went on stage and didn't miss a line. And I was yeah. just like, damn, what? Yeah. Like I would not have believed it if I wasn't in the green room with him. You know, he, like, he's like, a pro, that guy. He's dude, a one hundred percent. Yeah, that dude, that dude was cool. That's um, impressive, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was fun. But um, growing up in, uh, yeah, so obviously we're the nostalgia pit. Um, so we talk a lot about, you know, just random pop culture shit. Are we going up. now? Is this, are we, is this part of the podcast? Sure. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. We, could, we, we could start it. I mean. Oh, no, it's fine with me. I, I just, I, I didn't know if uh, we'd start or not. Well, that's, that's Am kind I of. on the record? <laughs> on the record? Um, You've been on the record this whole time. Okay. Uh, that's part of the thing that we do here is just kind of like start out organically or just try to like you know, jump in with conversation yeah. or whatever. So cool. try to keep it more like, uh, you know, like the listener is a fly on the wall in the conversation yeah. as opposed to like us doing like, you know, I, I'm not going to have as much of a structure. Like I have all of these questions lined up, you know, like if you feel like you want to talk about something or like something comes up on your head, you know, like we'll, we'll I do have a question it. though. Where were you on the night <laughs> of February 16th, 2028? No, I'm just kidding. That's in the future, man. How are you supposed to know? We'll find out. I'm a future <laughs> cop. I'm a future <laughs> time cop. Time cop. Oh, oh shit. So, you know, you grew up in New York, right? Yes. Uh, did you find the original TMNT movie to be an accurate depiction of what it's like to live in New York? Uh, I, I, I don't think I saw it. What? You what? Did I don't think I saw it. I think I might have been a little too old for that. Well, hmm. 1990. No, nobody's too old for that movie. Uh, yeah, so classic. 1990, I was 14. Were you really? Oh, shit. Yeah. You, you might have been right in that, like, get, like, that, I'm like, too I was already, old for this. I'd start jerking off, so I didn't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was already in, like, a, a six-a-day habit by then, so I was like, I oh, you know. Fuck, <laughs> you didn't have time. Okay, I get it. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's yeah, that one, it got superseded uh, by, by uh, you know, my hormones, probably. Animatronic puppets weren't doing it for you at that time. I did see the Garbage Pail Kid movie, but not the, <laughs> the, the, the A movie. classic. Yes. It, was that set in New York? It seemed like it was set in hell. 
<laughs> yeah, no, for real. I, yeah. I don't really remember it well. I just remember every, everything being wet in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, real all moist. the characters were just slimy and like they, yeah. everything was glazed. <laughs> there was Hollywood loved to do that for a little bit with like that and the Toxic Avenger. Oh, I love, oh man, that's yeah. the best. Toxic Avenger. Like when I was 14, I was watching movies like that. So I watched the I watched the cartoon, you know, the Toxic oh, Avengers. Yeah. It was great. But trauma and like like cult movies and stuff like that were really big for me. I was in ninth grade and eighth, ninth grade when I was fourteen in in ninety, and like I was definitely watching like fucked up cult movies. Hard, like you know, uh, what's the one where they kill people for real in it? Oh shit. <laughs> A snuff film, eh? No, yeah, well, it, it, God, what I, I, uh, shit, I'm totally going blank on it. It was a movie where they showed like just re, like real murders. Oh, like Faces of Death. Faces of Death, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Faces, yeah, Faces yeah. of Death, yeah, yeah. That, that See, was... my Faces of Death was that gory uh, web page. What the fuck was it? It was it was just called. Com. Oh, oh that's com. right. So you, you guys probably missed a uh, band from TV, which was video cassettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember was, like, those. Yeah. It was yeah, like I bought that off TV and I had that, but I was probably like. 20 when that came out and like that was just like women <laughs> by trains like monkeys attacking people and ripping their heads off like it was a it was a very uh formative formative video for me like, my- i'm gonna fuck myself up psychologically <laughs> like, I'm gonna, if it kills I made me. me live safer <laughs> oh, there you go oh, yeah like, right, i took it the other way i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna be safe <laughs> i'm not gonna be flayed open by a, a railroad no. incident no definitely not <laughs> <laughs> a mishap <laughs> Yeah, man. Gore. That's funny. Formative gore. I like yes, that. Yes, a lot of formative gore. Yeah. We used, we used to just watch like the fucked up skate crash videos like all the time. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean, like that's essentially the same thing, you know. Weirdly enough, like that kind of stuff is harder for me to watch than like a woman getting hit by a train. I like, can't watch a phone crack. Is yeah. is like. Yeah. yeah. I can't watch that shit. You know. It's fucking visceral. Yeah. It's yeah. It's too much. It's <laughs> so too I much. Can, to I can relate to it on some level because I've like. Twisted my ankle so many times. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever skate? No, never. No, yeah, never. neither. Yeah. And I played so sports. Were, when did you start making beats? Um, well, it's kind of it's 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 hard to say because like, well, I got I got my first sampler when I was 18 or 17 or 18. But prior to that, I had been going to a friend's house and I had been bringing samples over to him oh. and kind of backseat driving oh, okay and i did that for like three years like probably from like 10th to 10th grade to my senior year but i was rapping more back then. i rapped a lot oh okay man i swear to god every beat maker is secretly yeah. a rapper we all started or well, not we, so we all bow out we all bow out <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah no i mean I, not for nothing like meeting aesop was the thing i was like oh I oh, that's rap. a rapper. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the first like, rapper. Oh, never I mind on this. Okay. Yeah, like I met, I knew people that were good, but I never met someone who was like, oh, he sounds like the people I listen to. Yeah, yeah. He's like a different level. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna focus on beats and. Uh, so yeah, I, I I I would say I started making beats in like '94. Damn. But I like when I first, like hands on machine started making them. What's crazy is I was like seven years old then, and you yeah. look younger than me right now. <laughs> How the fuck does that work, man? Uh, you know, no children helps. Yes, <laughs> I don't have children though. Don't don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, don't be an alcoholic. Those are all the things. Have better genes, maybe. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I don't I mean shit. I'm a pale white person. I I don't think <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know we're we're both like ginger adjacent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a paler white. If you grew your beard out, would it be a little red? 
Uh, in gray these days, but it would maybe oh. maybe a little, when I was younger, it got a little little tiny bit red. But when someone tells me I'm a ginger, I get really offended. You're just a tinger. Yeah, yeah, I'm like a touch of you know. Just a little, <laughs> tinge. A tinger. I haven't heard that one. I don't know if I want to hear it again. <laughs> it sounds wrong. It sounds we weird. Need to, yeah, we might need to retire that one right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, did you so? If you hadn't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, how about like, uh, <laughs> like I mean, King of New York was was huge. Um, yeah. New Jack City, Juice, you know, like Juice. Ooh, Juice. Juice, oh, Juice was a big one. Honestly, Kids was the oh. most because kids. I was the exact same age as them, oh. and it was people like uh, like people adjacent to me or some people I sort of knew. It was like downtown. I was a downtown kid. They're all mm. downtown kids. It was it was very. I knew people like those people. Mm. Uh, so Kids was the most realistic one to me Damn. Uh, and juice was just an era yeah like, you know obviously i didn't grow up in harlem yeah uh so i did not experience have i didn't have the juice experience but like it was you know people you know i dressed like those guys back then you know like it was very you know it it, it seemed the realist to me but you yeah. never shot anybody in abandoned buildings and said no. Riverside. Bitch. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, okay. No, of course I not. not that you should like admit no. that. We can we well, can delete that. This podcast seems like a good place for me to admit that <laughs> I've murdered many people. Many, many a person. Yeah, yeah, dude. I used to always say that like people were, you know, there was that phase in high school when everyone was like trying to find the most shocking movie and like, you know, show everyone. And like, like so Re oh, yeah. Requiem for a Dream was like, I remember when that was like going around and, and it was really, you know, people were latching onto that. But dude, kids like that one always like fucked me up way more than like any of those it's other real. movies. Because it's like, real. Dude, it that, felt real. It felt so yeah. fucking real. And I mean, that filmmaker, you know, he he's, that's not Harmony Corinne, is it? Yeah. Or Larry Clark. Uh, oh, is the yeah. Character. But Harmony they're related Kar somehow, right? They, like, they worked. I mean, like Harmony Corinne wrote it and, and Larry Clark directed. Oh, okay. And Larry Clark has made a career of like movies that that are just like really uncomfortable young people thing like he made yeah. bully mm. he made, um uh what else did he make bully's the only one I can, he, he made some like weird space caveman movie too but uh <laughs> really but yeah he's made a couple movies that are just like uh, uh what's up rockers he made i think oh, i didn't see that uh, but yeah he's made he made a bunch of movies that are just like it's all like youth stuff and he's like a dirty old man but he does you know he makes he he, he definitely with kids it was you know yeah. Outside, like I definitely didn't know anyone that got AIDS in high school, but uh, you know, outside of that, it was all very like I had that friend, like the Telly character. Hmm. I had a friend who was like as much as that guy as it could be, the guy who like fucked all the girls and he was like a total dirtbag and like yeah, you know, he wasn't like a virgin, like he wasn't like obsessed with the virginizing girls, but he was Telly in every other way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was that movie. I saw that opening day at, at the Angelica movie theater, which is like this art house theater in the downtown Manhattan. That's, that's one of the things that like, I always, you know, I, I'm not going to have kids. I got a vasectomy, but like, if I were to ever have kids, yeah, thank you. You know, yeah. like some of us gotta, you know, just end our fucking, we just got to cut it off and just accept that, you know, like maybe I don't need to pass. I don't need a little me. I'm with you. I haven't got the vasectomy, but I'm also on, I'm on that same wave. I don't really want yeah. kids. Yeah. I'm on the same train, baby. Hey, guys, all right. Let's end society together. <laughs> guys, yes, be dudes in in society. <laughs> end in society. Bring hey. it down the childbirth rates. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But what I was going to say is, like, if I ever did, you know, raise a kid, I always thought about the concept of, like, you know, there's a lot of dangers, obviously, of, like, being in New York City. But, like, mm -hmm. 
I think that the amount of options for entertainment culture and everything else, I think far outweighs it. Me who grew up in Bellingham, Washington, which, you know, I think was like 50,000 people for the longest time. I think it's over a hundred thousand now, but like the only culture quote unquote that we got was from Western Washington university being right. There. And everything else was like, this is, you know, everything in about a KKK community without the KKK. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we weren't like, but they might've been there though. <laughs> They, they might have been there. They they were yeah. they were not in our county. Like Whatcom County was like pretty hippie, and if they were, it was like pretty far east. But like you know, but you guys are close to you're close to um to to uh, Canada, which is culture. Yep, exactly. Yep, and I went to <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went to Vancouver a lot as a kid, and you know, drinking age being nineteen, you could you oh, know. Yeah. And I had a beard at uh fifteen, and so when yeah. I was sixteen, <laughs> yeah, like sixteen, I could go up there and pass at some bars, and so I could go and drink and you know pretend like I was older and do all the the fun That's stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Well, was- in New York, we they didn't card. Um, until Giuliani became came into office, so like, oh, that son I of was, a bitch! I was, I was fourteen years old, and granted, I was a large. I was a. I, I stopped growing when I was fourteen. I'm six feet tall. Like I was a big kid, hmm. uh, and uh, so I looked older. I looked like an NYU student, but uh, but I could. I was getting getting into bars when I was like 14, 15. Damn. Uh, and not all bars, but just like certain you know certain bars. And then when Giuliani came in, there was a year between me being twenty and twenty one where I couldn't drink anywhere. Because he, he just tightened the laws. He ruined everything, man. Yeah. Well, Continue to ruin everything. Now, now I see young people out at bars sometimes. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> in here. Or or I just think all young people look 15 years old. That's true. <laughs> Which is That's, possible. My face is disappearing right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you have you are becoming whiter and whiter as this podcast goes on. <laughs> I am becoming God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in Bellingham, there's, you know, not shit to do as far as like you know, for me, when I discovered hip hop, I was like, oh, like I need to experience more of this. Mm-hmm. And the only th- way that I could was by traveling, you know, internationally across the border or or going uh, an hour and a half to Seattle. And right. then, you know, I was only 15 at the time, you know, so it was always like this struggle of trying to get to to concerts and and hoping that people would come through Seattle on their tours, because a lot of the time. Did they not back then? Because I feel like Seattle is like a, a definite spot that everyone goes to now. It seems like it, but uh, every now and then it gets skipped over. The like they just don't want to do the Northwest and they just do Cali and then don't. That's come crazy. Up. North, yeah. Northwest is like my best area. Like like huh. Seattle, Portland, and then you know the Bay Area. I guess if you take it down a little. But even like Eugene kind of pops off for me. Yeah. Uh, Bellingham, not so much. Bellingham's like kind of you know, <laughs> but Vancouver is decent. You know, but but Seattle and Portland in general are like I are always like two of my favorite places to play. Nice. So it's you know, but that might just be my hippie <laughs> hippie fan base. <laughs> the wooks. The wooks. Um, the wooks. Yeah, yeah. The, the wooks. I think that the Northwest, as far as musicians, um, they don't embrace their own kind. Like they're they're uh, always they're always down with someone that's like from, you know, uh, a, a, a different place, and then they'll yeah. they'll welcome those people with open arms. But it's like this weird. Um, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's like, oh, you're from my town. It's like, oh, this is my town. You're like, you're like I don't, I don't even know really how to explain it. Is that it's why like, you hate Macklemore? Uh, <laughs> I think Macklemore is a fantastic human being, and he's a really nice man. I hear he's a very nice guy. Everyone I've, uh, and also he used to be like an underground, uh, like a 
fucking like freestyle fellowship kind of rapper back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L- Lyrical Miracle Spirit. Like he was one of those guys back in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he definitely ran his uh paces. Like he did all the stuff he was supposed yeah. to do, you know. It's yeah. just he also did the extra shit, like you know. But he's self-aware though. I'll give him that. Every time yeah, I yes, see yeah. him, I'm like, I'm like, this guy isn't saying dumb shit. He knows, like he knows his place in the music. Yeah, he's 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 a. I, I don't. I mean, I don't like his music, but like, yeah, he, I, everything I've heard about him is like positive as, as far as the guy he is. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't consume his music personally, but I support the fact that there's a pop artist that's endorsing some of the ideology that he is, mm-hmm. like. You know, when you have all this super vapid, you know, shit and you have all these impressionable kids consuming it, you know, it obviously does something. Right. Hopefully we we become formative adults later down the line and can kind of figure that shit out on our own. But like at the same time with the education system being constantly decimated, you know, maybe that's yeah not going to happen down the line. Yeah, yeah it might not. Well, yeah. Right. yeah, his music just doesn't contain enough gore for me you need <laughs> necro no more necro, yeah, need more necro yeah yeah exactly like brother lynch hung shit you know it's oh, just, it, that was one nah. of my one of my first uh albums that my brother gave oh, me. oh my god it was 24 lynch. deep yeah <laughs> that shit oh man do you know about gangster nip gangster nip that's a Nip? sacramento right is no, that- he's uh he's from texas and he was down with the ghetto boys and he he oh, go okay. for like bushwick bill and and his uh he has an album called South Park Psycho. I think it's called oh, South Park. Oh, is he the one that literally murdered somebody, though? No, that's X-rated, I think. Oh, okay. No, but, no, no. There was another guy, though. Um, oh, man. It, no, I never didn't murder that. anyone. I, okay. Yeah, you're talking... Um, someone... One of the... One of these he was from the dude, South. Dude, and ate, ate another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I'm And I forget about. the name, but it, Gangster Nip is more like... Like, it's all... It, he says the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard, and, like, he, it's... I can't even really explain it because I don't I don't want to recite his lyrics, but like there, like I would say, <laughs> go, check out his song "Horror Movie Rap." And, uh, okay, yeah, and it's, I feel it's like amazing. I've heard it, but yeah, like the Ghetto Boys are on his album. Like it's like he's like it was on Rap a Lot Records. It was like early nineties, kind of you know. I've seen this. You know. I've seen this cover before. <laughs> it's him with his shirt off, like looking sad. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about, I'm, I love Interesting, it. dude. Oh, album art so fucking funny, man. When you just like you find some weird art from like the the eighties and nineties, and you're just like, I really wish I was like a fly on the wall during like the process of like, let's pick <laughs> it this. It does photo. look sad, you know. I feel like there wasn't much process. There probably wasn't much process. Yeah, I feel like the process was that, like, especially for like rap a lot records in nineteen ninety. They're just like, whatever, like, <laughs> sure, that works, you know. Yeah, I wonder who was the the creative director, you know. I bet Jay Prince, the guy he did everything. But then again, Rapalot <laughs> did that, that iconic cover with the ghetto boys on the cover where the where Bushwick Bill got is in the yeah. hospital. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's an iconic cover and, Dude, and that's it's a the best. You know. Yep. I got that album for my birthday like four years ago. <laughs> I was like, why though? I don't oh, man. I, I love it. I'm glad I got it. It was a random gift. Oh yeah. Rare. It's kind of rare. Yeah. It's from a coworker, and I was just like, what? He's like, I thought of you. Because you can't, you can't be stopped. That's what. Ooh, I think the Knicks are going to win. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to. Gangsta <laughs> Knicks. Gangster Knicks. Yeah. Gangsta Nip. I like that. Uh, someone should be a rapper under that alias. Bing Bong guy should start uh, putting Bing out raps. <laughs> put out raps under that. Gangsta Knicks. Ah, uh, Bing Bong guy. It's amazing to just be like end up like with a quote-unquote career because you just because you, you got caught screaming some shit like is, is is does he have a career 
That well, guy apparently he's been trying in the last year ever since it happened he's been trying to like like he is like searchable he is bing bong guy on like his social medias <laughs> the bing trying... bong fuck your life guy no no uh he's, it's not nems is it because nems is like a rapper who does like funny shit on 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 instagram the bing bong guy is like a white dude right he looks pretty white i mean he looks yeah. like he could be like italian or something bing, you know? yeah yeah okay yeah yeah there's no way that guy has a career <laughs> By the way, Big Lurch, that's the guy. That's the Big guy. Lurch, okay. He, yeah. He ate yes. a person. That's a good name for a guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Ah, casual cannibalism. Casual <laughs> cannibalism. If you had that on the bingo card, you can <laughs> cash in $5 now. Um, yeah, got to love some some shit like that, man. That's fucking funny. My wife does this thing where she'll sing the melody of a song using only the words bing and bong. You know? That's really? amazing she'll just do it completely randomly you know bing bong bing bong bing bong like it's so good like unrelated to the next <laughs> unrelated to the next <laughs> yeah just completely the word tangential bing. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm okay with that i'm okay with that if you're okay with it you know then everyone's okay with it we're all happy you know yeah, just, all, a ha happy all, family all joyous yeah a happy childless yeah. family <laughs> dude i know like everybody i know is childless damn near like i know very few people actually having kids this is crazy man we're all gonna go extinct my two best friends had kids in the last six months you cut off all ties and then you? and my and an old ex-girlfriend of mine who i'm still friends with also had a kid in, around the same time and we're all you know like so, so that's three new babies in my life in in six months and i'm just like and, and mind you they're all over 40 everyone oh, involved damn. And, okay. and i'm kind of like all right well Go for it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be old. Yeah, old. Well, I, I had an old dad, so I, I, I so I, I know that I know the uh, the ins and the outs of that. <laughs> How is it having an old dad? He I, well, he was sixty when I was born. Oh so damn! Not, you had an old, old dad. dad. Yeah, I had a very old dad. I, I have a. He has. He had five kids from a marriage before my mom, hmm. and the my oldest brother's thirty years older than me. Holy shit! Oh. So I have a big. Yeah, I'm the youngest of seven. Oldest is 30 years older than me. That's uh, crazy. Wild. But yeah, having an old dad, eh, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, a 40-year-old dad is one thing. A six-year-old dad is like ridiculous. That's like grandfather age, you know? Yeah, so, but yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't wouldn't recommend on Yelp. <laughs> one star. Come yeah, like, like two and a half stars. <laughs> Zero stars, if I yeah. could. Yeah. Um, that's always the, you know, once again, going back to like the idea of having kids it was like all the people like my buddy he had a kid um my buddy from high school he had a kid when he was 15 and we always like you know we're just like oh shit you know he got a girl pregnant accident she went through with it whatever right but now we're at the point where uh we're 34 and so this kid is 19 and he's 34 and they have a great relationship and it's like yeah that's kind of dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, you have yeah. like a, like a really cool, like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like Got a buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. like, like it's like a super friend. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. someone that's like hyper family, but they like, they grew up together and like, you know, my buddy was very immature obviously when he had him and everything yeah. and he's gotten so much more mature and you know, like he's, he's crazy, dude. He moved to LA and lives in this back, uh, in the backyard of this person's house in South central and pays $250 a month for to have his rv back there and to have the, his the their garage is his jam space and he just pays <laughs> 250 and does some chores for them and gets to live in la for 250 fucking dollars well, a month where's his son live his son lives in l uh, his 
his son, um, um, you know, ex, uh, his, uh, you know, baby's mama, she mm -hmm. was uh, married to guy that was in, in the military in San Diego at one of oh, okay. the, the bases. So they're all in the same area then. They're, they're kind of, oh, okay, that's good. That's why he moved down there was, oh, okay. was, was to all be right. closer, you know, because he's from, oh, cool. he's from Bellingham as well. And, you know, like most Bellingham people don't go to L.A. I think yeah, it's, it's not like they good. come to Portland, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, or they come to Seattle. And see, uh, Portland is like the perfect stepping stone because, like, Portland is like an amalgamation of like ten Bellinghams. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I can see that totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's you know it provides a lot of the same things that you know it was an easy transition. But for me, I have family in California, so it's a perfect halfway point between you know my friends up in Seattle and and uh, the Bay Area and stuff yeah, like cool. that. So yeah, I got I have family in the Bay Area too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's I mean, a cool, a cool I region. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would have moved down there if I, you know, could have afforded it. Yeah. That's the ones <laughs> I always said, like, if, if New York ever like went underwater and I survived, I'd probably move out there. But I, but, uh, you know, I, the, the price of it is a little, is a little daunting. I mean, New York is the same, but I have like roots yeah. here and I like, you know, I've, I've met, I found my way here, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> helps. It helps when you're from here. Like everyone I know has like, has found deals because mm -hmm. they're from here. Mm. But uh, the Bay would be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be deep Oakland for me, I, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oakland's a, it, it's a fun place. I have a lot of friends from Oakland. I'm yeah. actually going to a show tonight. Uh, a buddy from Oakland's in town, he's playing, and a guy from Seattle's in town's playing. Oh, nice. So. nice. Nice little local Portland thing called the Thirsty City. It's like one of the only actual places that does hip hop in Portland. No. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yep. It's been weird to, ever since I moved here, like the live scene really just dissipated and because of covid not not i mean i've been here for eight years and so it's been longer than that really? but it's just like a bunch oh, of man. yeah a bunch of venues kind of dropping out there was this spot called the blue monk that was really good and then it switched to there was a, a place called the no that you could play at and mm -hmm. you know like as smaller far, you mean like smaller venues yeah yeah smaller venues oh, you know yeah. as, so i was like uh, man i had a great i played at doug fur last time i was there and i had so much fun well doug fur is they've got a good rep so there's a yeah. couple spots that have the good reputation that are a little hard to play at for local mcs right there's this right. uh portland uh cat who we just interviewed his name's milk he just performed at the doug fur and apparently oh yeah he did an album with my boy uh um uh young god televangel yeah, yeah. Blue, blue sky yeah. black death yeah yeah mm -hmm. yep he yep. lives out in portland right uh or, he, i want to say seattle at least they were oh, from yeah, seattle, yeah, maybe so seattle. It, he's around he's in that area though he, he used to be in the bay and i, I know he yeah. left but yeah he's he's a he's a good dude yeah yeah there's a lot of good people in in the northwest and um they're just kind of scattered out and don't really connect too much. Yeah. And I just do their own thing. Like, uh, what was that dude? I just found out that he was from Portland, but I'd been listening to his music for uh, Emancipator. Oh yeah. I, I like, toured with him forever. He and I started touring together in like 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, in through your music and just like being online, like searching, you know, cause like when I found out you did remixes back in the day and then he, you were on an emancipate, the, the remixes album. Mm -hmm. And then, so that was how I found his music. And I was like, oh, this oh, dude's, okay. you know, some, some more chill lo-fi. I oh, like, yeah. I like some chill lo-fi hip hop. It's obviously yeah. great to. Yeah. He's a, he's a good dude. And he, I was on tour with him in 2012 where, where he started to blow up. Hmm. Like we were co-headlining by the end of the tour. He was headlining because like, it was, it was amazing. Like it was like, like in real time, just watching him just get bigger and bigger, and bigger, and bigger. And like the crowds were getting bigger and bigger. It was actually, it was, it was amazing. And the next time I, he was on a, in like, on like a tour bus. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Damn, he was killing it. Hell yeah.
Yeah, that'd be that'd be really fun to see your friends succeed. Like like you know, yeah. really really oh, succeed. It's great. It's great. You know, yeah. it's it's that's that's what I just to see well, especially when they don't change. He's always mm-hmm. been like a nice, humble dude. Yeah. He stayed the same, you know. Um yeah, it's it sucks. The the other side of that is when you see people succeed and they and they get to like be the asshole they always wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be bad. They just yeah. didn't have the reputation to be an asshole. You know what I mean? They're like, they I wasn't allowed to be. Allowed nice to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't allowed to be, but now I can. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I can now be the diva I've always dreamed to be. I'm unbounded by social mores. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that happens with rappers a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, your like, whole, you know, your f- image is your whole thing. So it's yeah. like, I'm the shit. Like, my oh, face yeah. is like valuable, you know what I mean? Well, like, with rappers, because because the way rap works, like especially with underground guys, the way that like buzz happens, like you get the buzz before you get the money, really. So like you're kind of like the shit. You get all the followers, you get you know you get the attention, and then and then you start to book shows for more money and everything. But like there's a period between like the money coming and and when the buzz starts, where you're like internet famous, but you you're still broke, right? And, though, and the people that buy into their own hype then are the ones that really go downhill. Yeah, that's like a, a that makes total sense. Like you buy into your hype and then you start acting up with the ego and then burn the bridges that you yes. you know worked really hard to do. And then you haven't really gotten the paycheck yet. Now what and, you got to do, you got to roll that social credit into a cult and <laughs> yeah. start grifting really hard. Like that's we were talking <laughs> That would be the ideal plan for, for any up-and-coming rapper. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> rap church, like start, you know, be like, I'm a rapper. I'm also a like priest. Like Karis One? Karis One Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I loved KRS Music's growing up. It was one of the, the most disappointing shows I ever saw. He was just like yelling. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's the Pacific Northwest. It was like 40 people in like a very large venue. Damn, really? Yeah, yeah. This one was that bad? Damn. Yeah, it was it wasn't good. And you know, I've seen a lot of legends in the Northwest at some really bad shows, unfortunately. That's and, I mean, I'll go on, sorry. Oh, well, I was just he was just, you know, like yelling at people like this is hip hop. And you know, it's just like once the uh, you know, he's already a very aggressive person. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen him I saw him in New York City actually in mm-hmm. twenty ten at uh when he played Rock the Bells and you know, like crushed that set. Yeah. And, and, and you know, much, much different, you know, setting, obviously. Mm-hmm very large festival and stuff oh yeah he, he was my first show i ever saw oh, oh yeah wow. Bo- boogie down productions i saw boogie down productions oh, when that's I was dope. 15 at this place sobs which was like five blocks from where i grew up that's and uh, and uh yeah and i snuck in again you could be under 21 mm-hmm. back then getting into places and, and yeah i was i was it was it was a, an amazing experience that's fucking right was that your first that's show so ever or first, first like, my first show ever like the first show i ever went to that's dope. yeah it was a uh, that was a, a very memorable. <laughs> Hell yeah. First show I ever went to was after a Mariners game. Uh, they they like rolled a stage out on the Kingdoms field and uh, the presidents of the United States played. <laughs> and they play, you know, Peaches, had, you know, was real big there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lump, yeah. Lump was my jam. That was like everyone loved Peaches. But Lump, Lump. <laughs> it's in my head. <laughs> That's a guitar, dude. That guy's doing uh, some amazing kids' music now. I don't have kids, but don't <laughs> ask why. But I, I've been to one of his kids' shows. And... That's cool, though. That's cool to <laughs> segue into that because <laughs> the music was kind of kitty, kiddish. Well, yeah, totally. It was kind of yeah. goofy, kind of silly, yeah, you know, non-threatening. You know. Yep. Yep. 
but yeah. uh, he the kids love him. Yeah, I brought my niece there when he when she was a toddler, and uh, she just fucking loved it. So yeah, oh. she got she bought all the merch. <laughs> yeah, she was waiting at, in line, got it signed. No, it's like Captain Baby Pants or something, or I don't know, something something goofy. You know, I mean? it's a whole market that no one knows about except parents, and and like they make so much money. It's 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 crazy yeah. that, that exists. Yeah, it's like the Christian rock circuit. You know, what I mean, yeah. the kids yep. circuit. It's like one of those hidden away uh, money making. But there is money. There's a ton of money there. <laughs> yeah, there's fuck tons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as you were saying, like you know, the hybrid of festival kids and, and hip hop kids. If if you can find a niche, you know, like you're successful. Oh. And like, that was the hardest part about like so many MCs or you know producers or stuff like that. It's like, dude, you got to find your like niche or like you got to branding is so hard. And especially because like we started making music in an era where it went from like you know analog to did or it went from you know digital in cd form like everything was about making cds getting cds made and stuff like that by the time we had the ability to start making cds like it was all about the downloads and download codes and then all of a sudden it was switching back to analog and like all it's, it's just been a very interesting process but at the it, it's just really easy to get distracted and all that and forget about you know like how you want to present your art Oh yeah. Well, it's also you just presenting art now is so different than it was even 15 years ago. I mean, yeah. like I like I have people ask me like, "What advice do you have for a new artist?" I'm like, "Dude, I when I started, there was no the internet wasn't this." Yeah. Like social media barely like it was is Friendster in MySpace and like and like uh, <laughs> Yahoo <it> didn't matter. <laughs> chats. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah 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 fucking <laughs> Yahoo uh, uh, um, like music groups like yeah. uh, message boards and shit like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, like there's no connection between now and then. I couldn't even tell you. Like, I, I if I was a young, if I was coming up now, I would not know what the fuck to do because every it's oversaturated mm -hmm. and everyone has equipment. You don't need studios anymore. The everyone algorithms are completely mysterious. Yeah, and I feel um, like it might be by design, but yeah, the rules completely change like every six months. I feel like it's like, wait, yeah. what? What now? Like you ever go on Instagram and like see some like there's like like a young singer who has like seven million followers and you're like who is this? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and you're like what? And then you listen to music. You're like what the fuck is this? <laughs> and that's me being the like old man yelling <laughs> yeah, at yeah. Like it's one of these things. I'm like what? How? <laughs> yeah, all the time, uh, every day. <laughs> I went to a Mariners game last year and there was a song that came on and I started to get like viscerally like physiologically angry and i was like what is this shit that is playing and i found out that it was just country music now and it's like it's, it's like country music with like the trap drums and shit and oh, like the dude yeah, like totally. twang rapping yeah. and, and i was but i was just like this just started to bubble up and i was like what is uh, happening yeah. yeah i felt yeah. Like a very old man the hybridization of 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 like hip-hop and everything is really annoying yeah. yeah, especially with like when it's like I'm like I know the person singing this is probably racist. <laughs> yeah, so like but hip hop has become an, an accoutrement. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. the the superficial like facade of hip hop just gets slapped on whatever else. You know, it's like exactly. you just put some drums on it and then it's 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 like hip hop. <laughs> trap drums now. I mean, you yeah, just throw drum. some, some quantized thirty two notes and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Pop music, though. That's the thing about it. They're like, oh, well, I think this element works and we're just going to test this out. Oh, yeah. And just smush all this, like make this weird chimera of an animal. That's why AI is just going to make equally good pop music to whatever's being made now, because like it is it's become so formulaic. It's it mm -hmm. just like like a computer actually can do it like that. Drake AI song was like 
not bad. <laughs> it, was, it was. I was. I was like. I was like. This is as good as and like the Drake song. I like it more than his house music album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like it wasn't. It 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 worked. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's like 1984 shit, man. In the mm-hmm. book, it's like all the peons who were allowed to be free. They just listened to like computer generated music. And uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meant, That's like I, one I of those things that. I distinctly remember. And hmm. then now it's like literally happening. And I'm oh, like, yeah. that is wild, man. I feel like the music's eventually just going to be like silence and like and like uh, like atonal hums, <laughs> like <laughs> like Gregorian like, chants or something. <laughs> And like that'll be a song. <laughs> We're kind of already there, almost, you know. Yeah, but no, I mean, there's that. I guess that's a, what's that genre of music where it's just dr- like drone, like oh, drone, yeah, drone, or just like people like slant, like hitting pedals for fucking an hour. Yeah, no, uh, it'll be that, but that'll be pop music with a girl <laughs> going like with like a hot girl singing over it. <laughs> Somehow it sold yeah. ten trillion copies in its <laughs> first weekend. Most streamed. <laughs> most streamed video ever yeah it's weird being young like you don't really realize that you're part of uh like a trend or you're following a trend or whatever then oh, yeah. you get older and you get out of the stream and you look and you're like oh my god look at all these fucking trends everywhere Ugh. oh god like i i had no idea like you know in the early 2000s when like indie hip-hop was like really blowing up yeah and i was like in the heart you know deaf jokes was like a major part of that mm-hmm. uh it didn't feel like something like that. It didn't. And like, I thought that the indie rock scene was like what was really blowing up and indie really? hip hop. was just So it didn't feel at the time that y'all were getting the shine that you were. No, like I, like the moment or even like with Ninja tune, when I was doing like instrumental stuff and the instrumental stuff was starting to take off in general, like, yeah, like I never felt like I was like the, in the cool place. Interesting. Not, and I didn't think I was uncool. I just thought I was like, Oh, I'm just this sub genre. Like I'm into this, like off, center type of music yeah uh and then and then when you step back and look at it i'm like oh shit that was like we were of that time like that was the that was the shit back then (laughs) like that was like yeah the the cool the cool shit for that small window of time that whole indie scene like def chooks and and uh uh, rhyme sayers and raucous and 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 stones throw like that Mm -hmm. all inspired you know like me and all of my friends to pretty much make music because we were like oh we can make all these other styles of hip-hop it doesn't have to be you know just whatever you know whether it's the pop poppy hip-hop or Mm -hmm. like you know whatever but yeah we were like oh we can experiment and like do our own thing and put our own stamp on it so yeah no it definitely it, it it made people yeah exactly be like oh this is everyone can do this. I mean, I don't mean like, like as far as like, there's no boundaries of like who, who's allowed to and who's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100% man. Uh, and it also made a lot of people think that they could, um, do the lyrical miracle spiritual thing. Like a lot. (laughs) And you know, that was the pandemic of early 2000s. (laughs) That's funny that you mentioned that too, because, uh, Seattle was super of that genetic line of Mm -hmm. like, the LA um, uh, project load kind of thing. Uh, And so like when I came up in that scene, that was like, you had to prove yourself that way. You had Mm -hmm. to like, you know, be able to freestyle that lyrical miracle shit. You know what I mean? And like, like chop, you know? And like, it's funny, man. I, I, I did a couple of like uh, rap 
competitions in mm -hmm. LA with like Abstract Rude and Project Blood and shit. And I'll tell you, man, fuck. After the show, like standing outside listening to those guys, like those old heads freestyle, it was like, it was oh, like, yeah. dude, these guys are the real fucking deal. Like I'm trying to aspire yeah. to get yeah. to like a level where they can like see me and I can't even fucking, man, these guys are it, incredible. It, it's funny. Yeah, it, you actually kind of framed it perfectly because like, I think my problem with a lot of the people that would start doing lyrical miracle, miracle shit is like it showed an inherent misunderstanding of what made the other thing dope. Yeah. Like they thought like, oh, I, if I rap fast, it's like people who like <laughs> bite Eminem, you know, or like people yeah, who like, right. or like or anyone, when anyone tries to bite Aesop, it's like, dude, you sound awful. Yeah. Like, cause you're not him. And only he can do that thing. Or like right. if you're biting fucking, you know, like, like Micah nine or something, it's just like, right. Like oh. What makes them dope is like the nuance. And it's more than just the fast, the speed. And the, the, it's like, no, you, these motherfuckers are like a master to craft. And then people are just like, like, Oh, well he does that fast. So I do this fast and I'm now I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and I just, think what they don't, I think what a lot of people don't get about that too, is like what you said, like people try to emulate Aesop rock mm -hmm. or whatever, but yeah. it's like, no, like the point is to develop your very own thing right. that you mm -hmm. alone can do, like mm -hmm. only, and like just do it to the nth degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what they were all about. Like, oh yeah, being excellent was in like your own thing. style, right? That that's the thing. That whole that whole scene was birthed out of like like everyone needs to be original. Everyone needs to, like yeah. abstract root sounds nothing like Riddler. You know, like mm -mm. totally different. And like, but they're all from the same scene. Or like, or like Charlie Tuna sounds nothing like fucking uh fish you know <laughs> like yeah and like, like and like that's what made it cool though and uh and the second people started to all sound like the same thing it's just like no now you're you're just you're kind of just biting but also like there is something to be said for like before you can kind of find your own shit you do tend to sound like your heroes and then you yeah, eventually totally. like when aesop started rapping he sounded like saphir and like and eventually slowly worked his way out of that and like you know, I would say in the second half of his career is where he really found his voice. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned Eminem, like he uh, tried to emulate like LL Cool J and shit when he first oh, started. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Like I'm sure any, yeah. Early. If you listen to any rapper early on, you can usually hear their influence. Totally. And then eventually it moves away from that when they kind of figure out their own stuff. Yeah. That's the goal. Figure out your own shit. Yeah. Figure out. Well, that's it. Being original is not really a, a selling point anymore. Like, <laughs> no, not at okay. all. No, you can find original on you know uh, any Spotify playlist. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not that's not what the selling point is at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are what are you some uh, Oh, I slurred that. What are, <laughs> are you some drunk, of you, bro? Are you uh, wasted, bro? <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently, I'm wasted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol drip has really been kicking in. No, I was going to say um, some of your, you know, you've, you've toured essentially the whole world, you know, or largely large parts of the world. Um, what are some, I was talking to a guest pr uh, prior about some uh, like horrible regional food cuisines. Have you had uh, any like. My mind goes directly <laughs> to Ukraine. <laughs> oh shit. What was, what was that like? <laughs> so pizza in the Ukraine. <laughs> Was okay, I wouldn't just, have even expected that. Okay. Me neither. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit. Well, for, okay, there's two things. Food on a Romanian airline. Like, <laughs> I was I was I was going on two hours of sleep. I think I was hungover, and they gave me this like warm garbage. 
I don't know what it was like. It was like a warm tin foil of garbage. And I took a bite and I almost threw up and put it down. But that's nothing compared to the pizza in Ukraine. So like we, uh, I was with uh, my boy Arms and Sleepers uh, and I tour with him a lot. And uh, and he's very, uh, he has a lot of experience touring in, in, in Russia and, and Ukraine. This is obviously way before the war and, you know, when you right. could go to this place. Yeah. And um, so we played this venue in Kiev and and he knows the promoter and he's like, hey. And the promoter's like, I'll just get you guys pizza. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But go normal, very normal. Just get us the most basic thing. He's like, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. And I was like, why did you say that? He's like, he's like, because they always bring you weird shit when you come here. I was like, oh, okay. So he brings like five pies back, and one is uh, blue cheese and tuna fish salad. Oh hell no! What the fuck? Um, one, there, there was one edible pie at all. I think there there was one. There was one with corn all over it. <laughs> And then there, but the blue cheese, the, the, I'd never seen tuna salad, like baked <laughs> tuna salad. Yeah, like a tuna melt. Without mayo. I mean, not that, it, not that that would be better, but like. Oh, that stresses me out. And it's there like was a- one pie that was like, a, like a meat, like speck. It had speck and like tomato sauce. And they weren't using, they, they were not using tomato sauce. It was like ketchup on some of them. There was a, a cream of some sort, like a cream base, which can be all right, but it, it yeah. was not. That was that was the worst <laughs> tour food I've ever eaten. Like it was oh my God. so disgusting. The blue cheese, blue cheese and tuna fish. But like how did like I don't understand because like what people like want that? Like in I, Ukraine? Like I mean, maybe their taste buds don't work. <laughs> I, I, but I also wonder like what oh, he told me to get the, the get the normal shit. The and I'm wondering shit. What, what, what the what the weird shit would have yeah, been. Yeah, man. All right, give me the most extreme thing you can give. Be like a live baby. (laughs) (laughs) A human foot. Like, oh, this is human flesh and and dog shit. (laughs) Here, try this. Oh, my God. Tuna salad (laughs) and fucking, oh, my God. The worst. That's horrific, man. That's horrific. Yeah, that was, I mean, there's nothing else. How was the crust, though? Was the it was okay? Everything sucked. Every the, the pizza sucked. <laughs> like like I, I I put down and that's the thing. Like you know I did you know you know New York has good pizza, but I'm used to like mid pizza. I've I've not been all over the world. Yeah. Um. But man, yeah. Eastern <laughs> Eastern Europe got some funny food, and they don't they 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 only cook meat well done. Hmm. So you get a burger, you're just eating like a charcoal briquette. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but I mean, it, in different regions, there's like there's a there's safe food. There's all like like kebab is safe everywhere mm. in Europe. It's safe, and uh, pho is safe everywhere in America. Mm. Like I could get pho yeah. in Kentucky, and it's still good. I could. It'll, 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 it'll always be safe. Like I, I, it will not fuck me up. Whereas you know, you don't want to get you know ribs and I don't know like <laughs> there's, there's, there's places you don't want to get ribs. Uh, you don't want to get pizza, you know. It, it's all it's all relevant, re- relative as a, you know to where to where you are. My family from uh, Minnesota and North Dakota were in town this last week, and I was trying to exp- I was asking them if they wanted like pho or a banh mi, and I was trying to like explain to them what a banh mi sandwich is, and I just oh. immediately fucked it up because I was like, well, it's like a sourdough bun 
with uh, fish paste. And, and, and I lost them. They were like, no, dude. What it's a steak fuck? sandwich with, with a salad on it. That's, <laughs> dude, that's what I should have said. But yeah. I said fish paste, and there was no way yeah. I was coming back from that. <laughs> they had never heard of it, though. Yeah. I didn't know fish paste was on, on, on Bon Me. Is that on all Bon Me? I mean, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like a part of it. There's a spot near me that makes a, a, a French dip with pho, with pho broth and a Ooh, and a oh, uh, me. Damn, that sounds it's fucking amazing. Dope. I never thought to like do that. I was telling uh, Rob because Rob went to New York to visit. We our buddy um, Kevin. He just moved to Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. so Rob went to go visit him recently. And I was like, I was telling them, I was like, you guys got to experience some like f- some of the fusion. Like New York, I, I've only been to New York twice. I went mm-hmm. in '97 and in 2010. But in 2010, you know, I was I was an adult, fully yeah. formed, could go uh, experience food, and that's uh, when it counts. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> awesome. So much good food. I went to some Jewish oh. delis. Oh yeah. Um, you know, as, as a, a person who grew up, um, and my grandma always trying to force feed me Jewish cuisine, I always thought it was horrible. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> no, this is this is good. Oh, there's some good. There's some good. I mean, New York. Like I'm I'm half Jewish, but like wasn't raised religious at all, but mm. I feel like everyone I grew up with in Manhattan is like kind of Jewish. <laughs> we're, all, <laughs> we're all, you know, we're at least like, we all like, like, you know, like everyone eats bagels. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, uh, you know, staple, you know, Kanish, you can't go wrong with Kanish, you know, can't go wrong with a, you know, nice the, the Jewish. Jewish was good. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, New York, New York has, New York's food is amazing. It's, yeah. You know, it's like I mean, uh, Portland has great food too. Portland has great food, but we yeah. just don't. I mean, we don't have as much of it, and a lot of it is turning it. It's like the late night scene is really bad. So it's like if you're, it's a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, and you want to get some food. You know, I saw some post that you had a while ago. You're like, say what you want about New York City, oh, but yeah. it's like 3 a.m. I can always find a good slice. Uh, good slice. Yes. I'm like that's yeah. the truth. You know I what know. I mean? I like, could walk from my house and get like have four choices of slices at at like 2 a.m. on a Monday. Yeah, and, so awesome. Yeah, like, it's nice. When we when we flew in there, it was 2010, so that was like before what Airbnb or anything um, had gotten popular. So we Craigslist room shared and um, stayed with this woman uh, who had you know an extra room, like bunk beds in an extra room in a, an apartment in the Lower East Side. And we got in uh, at like 2:45 in the morning. You know, like we thought we were going to be disturbing her. She was totally awake. She gave us a tour around, like in flip flops around the neighborhood. Oh wow! It was just like so much, so much fucking fun, dude. Like. Yeah, oh, and I the love- lower side was like that was live at two four at two forty five. There was actually shit going on. Yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff. She's like, yeah, this you know, get food here, blah blah blah, do all this. You know, it's like it was super fun. And then I had a, a a friend who was, I think he had dropped out of NYU by that point. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, as most people do, I feel like probably more dropouts. Than <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a college dropout. I, I you know, <laughs> same here. You know, not, not so- NYU, but you know, same same difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the only good thing Kanye taught us is to drop out. Yeah, to, to drop out. Of I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of dropping out of college. I'll tell anyone. I never even college. went. <laughs> even better. <laughs> I was like, everything I want to learn in college, I can just learn by just doing it. So yeah, you know, I didn't even go to college with a purpose. I just went there to be like, oh, this is what you do now. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is not what I do. And I, you know, I was like a, such a terrible student. I was just <laughs> dying to get out of school. Yeah. My parents were happy to not pay for it anymore. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, to be fair, 
music worked out for me, but I could have easily been just a career bartender. So, you know, know, which wouldn't be the worst, but like, you know, I got, I got lucky with my non-education. I got, I got pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely, you know, I'm sure in some people's, um, you know, record book, they would say that you, you know, won the lottery, just being in that area, um, with hip hop being in the, you know, the the independent scene booming in the way it did, you know, uh, it's all about, you know, hell yeah. What do they yeah. say luck is, is, you know, preparation meets uh, opportunity, opportunity, you know, and that's the, you know, going back to like that idea of like, you know, there might be some things that are dangerous about New York to raise a kid in, but like ultimately like the ability to like, you know, the specialized schooling and stuff that they offer in New York where you can go to like, oh, yeah. you know, high schools that are like tech schools and they're actually like teaching kids shit that's real. Like the fucking, you know, even in Bellingham, a, a liberal uh you know town it's like the, the what they teach in the public education system is like crazy you know like how oh, yeah. how useless it is well well the so, downside of the only i mean the, the specialized schools are very important here obviously and there's a lot more now than there used to be but when i was coming in, when i was like of age to go to high school like there were like five public schools that were safe hmm, like maybe say that there you know there's like like the 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 fame school LaGuardia which is where like artists went. And then there is a hunter where like, like, like very smart people went like, like Lynn, Lynn Manuel, whatever his name is, went there mm-hmm. and a moral technique for that matter. Uh, <laughs> and bullied him there. Yeah. Yeah. And he threw him to garbage can there, which is probably the best thing that ever happened. Uh, and there's, and then there's three kind of like um, tech schools that were, that were like, but you had to get into all of those schools. Mm-hmm. And then every other public school was like, good luck. <laughs> oh Yeah. And so that, yeah, it was like, it's like, it was like, if you didn't go to those five, it was, it was, it was going to be bad. Um, so, uh, yeah, but, but I think there's a lot more now Hmm. than there were then. Cause I always hear about schools. I'm like, what is that? Like my friend's kids are going to schools now. I'm like, huh? Hmm. (laughs) Well, yeah. Montessori school. Yeah. Yeah. Like charter school. I don't even know what a charter school is, but it's, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a subsidized something i don't know they're private and like the dangers of all i know is the dangers of charter schools is that okay. it's uh it's <laughs> okay. privately funded so you can teach whatever you want oh, oh okay. she got you know a jehovah's witness christian nice. scientist charter yep. school yep. so you're just and, gonna find like like the cool charter school <laughs> yeah but yeah. so that's good because taxpayers are paying for it so that's pretty cool right yeah Something, yeah always awesome yeah hell yeah i want to teach i want to pay to teach kids absolute fucking nonsense yeah hell yeah <laughs> Since I'm not having one, I don't give a shit. Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, teach him about Christopher Columbus, you know, oh, ten, 10 years in a row. And then in the 11th year, be like, oh, yeah, so you know all that stuff that we taught you about Christopher yeah, Columbus? That might have been wrong. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just like, I was like, what? Yeah, when yeah. I was, exactly. In 11th grade, my I had a, one cool teacher in my whole fucking school career who let, who like had us read his journals. And it was like, oh my like God, his, this dude his is personal fucking... journals. Yeah, like his logs, like while he was like, you know, journeying. I don't know the fuck, but he was a fucking monster, dude. He, He's like a he hooker in Bang. In bang. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. I was high on cocaine last year. Yes. <laughs> uh, he, dude, he just like, oh my God, the most foul way to talk about other human beings. Like, I was like, damn, bro. So, I had Damn. these like 10 years of like propaganda and this is the guy like, wow, it's crazy, man. Dude was foul. 
He's like, we splayed the native who was naive and ignorant in his ways. You know what I mean? Like Vietnam vet or something. (laughs) Dude, it was worse than anything a Vietnam vet fucking probably went through. It was nasty. Nasty. (laughs) Is this, uh, were you going to high school in Minnesota? Is that? No, this was in, uh, Granite Falls, Washington. Granite Falls, Washington. It's a beautiful place. Apex if you haven't gone. of education. It is beautiful, <laughs> but man, the people there. <laughs> so you it. wouldn't recommend uh, trying to book my tour stopping through there? Yeah, no. no. Railroad days, bro. Granite Falls. Yeah, railroad days in June. You get up on there. Blockhead might want to play that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Every tour stops. <laughs> Main, every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Main Street. What's our, like, should we do Seattle? Like, no, no, no. Let's do it. Let's do, <laughs> Let's do something different. <laughs> you would have tens of people in the crowd. Dude. I mean, listen, I've played crazy. real cities with tens of people before. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Is- <laughs> you probably have more people than you've had at like other random shows, I guess. Uh, you'd be surprised. I've, What's I've your played- deadest show you've ever played? Oh, uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Um, Literally Googled the show, couldn't find any proof of it online. Okay. <laughs> That's not a good sign. And I went in there and it was like a Tuesday night or something like that. And there was the sound guy and two people. And the only oh. reason two people were there is that because they followed me on Facebook. Hmm. And I and I was like, so do I just start? And the two people, and it was a kind of, you know, it was probably a five, four hundred person, four or five hundred person room. Oh, wow. And and the two people stood in the back. <laughs> And I, and I just played and I was like, all right. I mean, I mean, listen, there's like a, I have a, every, every touring person has had some real, has eaten shit, but something about Europe, (laughs) when you eat shit in Europe, it's like you eat the most shit. And often in Germany, often in like smaller cities in Germany, like Mm -hmm. not Berlin, not, not Hamburg, like, yeah, like Leipzig and like these little, like these places that you're just like, cause they, they, uh, the government subsidizes artists there. So they pay pretty well. Like the shows, it's kind of like, you know, it's a Canada kind of does the same thing where they pay artists. So the the shows pay pretty well, but then you go and they, but they don't give a shit about the shows. They don't promote them. Oh no. (laughs) And, and, and maybe the fan base is just not there. You know, Uh, like I played Dresden on the last time I was in Europe and I was just like, why am I here? (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I'm sure if, you know, the food, like I had a buddy who just got his, uh, he went to Germany to get his master's and he was saying that he, st- he stopped drinking right before he went to Germany. And he was talking about how ridiculously hard that was to like distance yourself from drinking in Germany. Oh, yeah. Cause it's like, everyone's it's having beer, yeah, beer at 10 AM, you know, like type of thing. So everyone's drinking, it's drinking culture. And he said the food was just awful. And so he yeah. couldn't, he couldn't wait huh. to get back. Like I mean, said, the cities that you can get good food in the cities, but yeah, the, the smaller the towns, I will say, you know, where the, where the drinking culture is crazy is in, in Eastern Europe and like Poland and shit like that. And Russia is like, they don't do mixed drinks there. Like I asked for a vodka soda and they handed me like a shot of vodka with a bottle of, of like seltzer. But they, <laughs> they definitely don't call it seltzer there, but they, <laughs> with carbonated water. And I was just like, all right. And, and, uh, and they just do shots, shots and beers. And that's all I do. And I'm not like a huge drinker. I, and I don't drink much on tour because my hangovers are so bad that I can't function the next day but they're so pushy and there's like drink, drink, drink. And I'm like, stop. I had to like, just be like, no, I can't drink. I'm <laughs> yeah, sick. Yeah. I, I just say, would say I'm sick mm-hmm. and they leave me alone. <laughs> I just tell people I can't digest the, the, the enzymes in alcohol, which is actually the truth. That's true. And oh, I had to, I had to stop drinking and you know, it saves me money. It um, definitely is. And your body probably thanks you for it. 
That's true. Um, yeah. Social situations often are a little more painful. Yeah. As, as you can imagine, especially, you know, like I'm supposed to go to this show tonight. Uh, I don't do shows that often anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be like, I wish I could have a drink. Being around drunk people when you're sober, it sucks. Yeah. It really yep. sucks. Do you smoke weed? Like, do you enjoy weed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you be social on weed? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm high right now. I'm I'm cr I'm crushing. Oh, then just get high. Yeah, then you're good. Then you're good. <laughs> crushing it. Like I can't. Weed makes me completely antisocial and 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 like a like a nervous wreck. Oh yeah. But uh, do you like get anxious about like how you're behaving or how people are perceiving you or? I get anxious. I just uh, it doesn't feel good. Hmm. Like nothing about like I used to smoke. I used to, I smoked until I was like 28 regularly. Yeah. And then around 28, I was like I I just one day I was like this isn't fun and I just stopped. Yeah. And then every now and then I'll, I'll like have a tiny edible and then make a beat and I'll have fun doing that. But then I'm high for like four more hours. I'm like, Ugh, it <laughs> yeah. sucks. That's the dangers I, of edibles. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, why, that's why I don't do the edible because I'm like, I like my, my, my peak and Valley. I've got yeah. down pretty well, you know, but I don't, I don't even sleep well when I'm high. Hmm. Like I, I'll be high and I'll be like, I, I will, you know, say I got high like three hours ago where normal people would just kind of be passing out. Like I, that's, that, that's when the brain starts oh, like yeah. dipping starts and dipping. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bode well for me. I need to, I need to shut my brain off, not like excite it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got weed. a few homies that are like that, where they just randomly kind of one day were like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I feel like maybe your metabolism, the way you metabolize cannabinoids or whatever yeah. changes. I don't know. It, I, I don't know what, I mean, it's funny. I had a similar, I, I stopped smoking weed and I, and I, and I realized I didn't like falafel the same time. <laughs> I remember I was eating a falafel and I, and I was I was like this tastes like grape nuts and chalk sauce, <laughs> and I made a song title out of that. But but uh, but but uh, and then I was like I'm never and I never ate a falafel. Uh, I also and just, to a lesser extent I also realized that that this is gonna sound worse. This is this all happened like when I was like 28 I think. I didn't I I, I realized I didn't like weed. I realized I didn't like falafel, and I realized that I was pretending to like the roots more than I like the roots. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and I wanted to say the roots are great. They're really good. Black Thought is one of the best rappers of oh, all time. man. Incredible, dude. They, like, but, and that song, The Seed, so good. Yeah. It's such a good uh, but song. I was bored. I was just, I realized like, I don't care about this. And I never listen to Roots again. <laughs> <laughs> so falafel, weed, and the roots. <laughs> it's just one of these things where like, you, you just realize you're like, I'm going to like, I, I'm listening to this because I think I should be listening to this. Hmm. Not because I enjoy listening to it, even though it is good. And that's that's kind of as you get older, you you realize that your taste doesn't make something good or bad. Yeah. Right. It's just like, I don't, do I want to hear this or do I not want to hear this? Yeah. yeah. And I have a lot of respect for uh, them. And I honestly think they make really good music. But I found myself in a similar situation recently where I was like, I was listening to a good amount of Benny the Butcher. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to be listening to this. <laughs> You know, and I was just like, I was like, it's good and I respect it. Yeah. But I don't know if I like, that's just like, you know, I'm in, I'm in my mid thirties now. I'm getting to a place where I'd listen to some Larry June over some Benny the Butcher. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, it's also Benny's last couple albums have not been the most inspired work he's put out, but I still like him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like what it's funny with me, like there's certain rappers who I'm like, and, and it's, it's, it's awful for the internet age because people see black and white. They don't see, there's no nuance to opinions anymore. Absolutely. And like, I, I, if I'm like, Hey, I'm not a Kendrick Lamar fan. Does that mean I think Kendrick Lamar is bad? No, he's really good. Uh -huh. He's undeniably great at what he does. He makes great albums. He's creative. He's talented. I just don't care. 
it's just not, I don't like, I don't like his voice, whatever it is. I don't want to hear it. And I've talked to people about it and they're like, and they get in a huff about it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying he sucks. Mm-hmm. Cause he doesn't, mm-hmm. that'd be crazy. If I said he sucks, like, it's not, you know, but it's just not for me. Like I, you know, I'd rather listen to something. There's stuff that is, you know, easily you could look at side by side, be like, this is worse than that. But for some reason I want to listen to worse shit more. <laughs> you know? for, Cause it speaks to me for whatever reason. See, when I when you say uh, this artist isn't for me, what I hear you say is this is objectively terrible and no one should yes. like it. <laughs> so, that, is, that is the Twitter filter of right. all. Of so that makes me want to argue with you about it. Yes. And make yes. you that's what I never understood that about, like arguing with somebody about their taste in something. Oh, like, what do you get? What are you trying to do? Like, what do you what do you it, what's the end goal here? Like, I'm going to be like, oh, you're right. Victim. I actually do like it, actually. We, we all fall victim, though, you know, because like, of course, yeah, like if something like, listen, if, if someone's like if I was a huge Kendrick fan and you said that what i just said i'd feel some sort of way i'd be like but like that does that delegitimize my my opinion yeah it doesn't but it's just you know whatever like and i've definitely seen people like especially on twitter i see opinions people like ah it was written as better than uh illmatic and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) to me that's insane like it's absolutely insane and like that's that's crazy but even then i'll like i'm like i'm not i'm just gonna leave this one alone in that same vein it was uh Someone was something about the Fuji's the score, and we, you know mm. we were arguing about the the fucking samples, and they were like, "I like the samples," and I was just like, "Or I mean, not the samples, the interludes, the skits, of this, you know." And and I was just like, <laughs> "I'm not gonna argue with this person." I was just like, "Okay, like it's you, weird." That's like you want the weird racist like fucking Asian food or you know Chinese food. I mean stuff like. Who, but like what what skit? Who's ever wants to hear skits? Like thirty <laughs> times like, after the first time you hear them, it's like okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as someone who worked in the service industry for so long, and I'd be like curating playlists and stuff like that as you know like stuff that would be seamless. Um, the, I noticed very quickly. I was like, oh, you can't play the Fuji's in this you know in a restaurant. Got to cut skit because yeah. Do all the songs have skits? I think every like one some of them, of them are that. pretty uh, innocuous, though. Like, you know. Yeah, but still, you know, if you're in a restaurant and, you know, like you don't want the ambiance going into a 45 yeah. second, like just random, like you need to keep <laughs> the, the vibe going yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, I always I always think that they should just like re-edit that album and like just do a re-release of it without the skits and like. It'd be nice. It'd for be- streaming, <laughs> the skits went the way of the LP, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. People don't care about skits because we live in a contextless society exactly. most of the time. Culture. Like I feel, I feel like, a, like when I put, if I put like a vocal sample that's like five seconds long in the beginning of a song before it starts, I'm like, uh oh, I'm gonna lose some <laughs> listeners on this one yeah, because yeah. Like, like people are like literally just like no, 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 you know, people yeah. just go shit like that. So it's, you know, you got to just kind of hope that people are gonna let you just let it ride when they play your album. Yeah, I mean, when everything's like so driven by. Uh, uh, streams by streams and people curating playlists like all the people that curate the playlist they just listen to the first yeah five seconds of your song yeah. if, if it doesn't hit that vibe immediately then they're just like mm-hmm. nope you don't even get a go on here. which is super problematic for me because my songs change drastically throughout you know my solo songs like they're yeah. they, the, the second minute and the fourth minute are like completely different songs <laughs> yeah you know so like so for playlists it does not bode well yeah yeah, yeah. I love that shit because I love a journey. Like yeah. I it's, love. Yes, it's very journey based. Song, it's good driving music. You're right in a in yeah. the world of playlists. Yeah. Man, I put on this uh, AI 
DJ on Spotify. And I got to say, they did a pretty good job, but uh, it was so obnoxious because it was this obviously like AI generated speech. And it was like, that song right there was this. And this coming up next is something that you've what? been listening to a lot of lately. And it was so weird. It was like, what the fuck is going on? I just, man, everything gets so dystopian. I feel so fucking old. Like, I'm not that old. But Wait, was it like so an AI bad. like strip club DJ? He's like, next up. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next is honey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cinnamon coming on the stage. Uh, Yeah, man. It was weird. It was really weird. Spotify has like an AI DJ based on your tastes. I mean, they kind of nailed it for the most part, though, obviously, because people really aren't that complicated. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Spotify is definitely like, you know, when when your playlist runs out and then they start adding their own shit to it. Yeah. I hate that. Sometimes I'm like, what is this? I don't know. But it's always just other songs by artists on the playlist. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know this Boldy James song. What is this? <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't put this on here. Who is this Jay Prince? I've never yeah. heard of Jay <laughs> Prince before. What is happening? I always get offended when I see a name that like is on my playlist that I haven't like that I didn't put on there. I'm like, hey, what is what's ha-? like? I get instantly defensive. <laughs> like somebody's oh, been messing yeah. with your playlist. Like, yeah, it, it all stems back to that fucking U2 album. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like I just I, I have a droid, so I was never infected by that. Oh me man, too. me too. The perk of the droid. No you two Androids, brother. Yeah, even though we are the the most hated people in society. That's okay. I don't mind. They can hate us, man. Makes me feel special. Yeah. Except in group chats. They really hate us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they then you get shamed. Out. Fucking gr- green text over here. Yeah. It really puts people out. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, how annoying. A different color attached to your text message. So Like, I've had girls be like, ew, are you a droid? I'm like, (laughs) No. Dude, that's funny. Like, like, literally, like, judging me. That's pathetic. So when I I moved to Portland, you know, I I didn't, I had, like, two friends, didn't drink, and, you know, obviously wanted to meet women. So I got on Tinder, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was living just, I was, like, still in the city limits, but on the east side of the city. But apparently, you know, I moved to Portland. I didn't know that anything east of 82nd was like the ghetto in like, uh-huh. it, even though it's not the ghetto by any means, but according to reputation, it uh-huh. is the ghetto. So yeah. I had multiple women be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, you just moved to town. Oh, cool. Where did you move? And I'm like, oh, 155th and Stark. Silence. And it's just like, just, just dead silence. Oh, they silence. go judge you for that? It's wow, like, it, it's like. It was just so funny. It's like that's I can imagine weird. in New York. It's like, oh, I'm from Jersey. It's like silence. You know? Yeah. Well, Jersey, I'd be, I'd be like, oh, then you know, you're coming to me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be Jersey. That was the thing. Is like I had a car, you know. So I was always like, you know, yeah. I can go, I could go into the city and like meet you and like, you know, still radio silence. It's just like, oh, okay. yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I, it, uh, yeah, it doesn't. I, none of that shit makes sense to me because it doesn't yeah. affect anyone. Do people in like Manhattan? Do you like? Do you uh, get upset when you have to go to Brooklyn to a show or something like that? Because no. in Portland, no. it's very funny. In Portland, much, much, much smaller, four quadrants, the northwest. Like people get upset if they have to go from the southeast to the northeast. It's like it's, 40 blocks. How long a drive is it for you? 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, because New York is all subways, like it's kind of like I can get to Brooklyn faster than I can get to the Lower East Side for my house so like because i mean i'm by all the trains but it's just like it's 15 minutes 20 it's 15 to a half an hour anywhere that i would actually go hmm. uh by train so it's it's all it's pretty arbitrary for me like i 
like Queens is different because I don't know my way around it. I, I, I get like, and I very rarely ever go to Queens because like, why would I do that? But like, <laughs> it's just, there isn't, I mean, outside of food, there's not much to do there. I was going to say food's the one reason. Yeah, yeah. But even then I don't go there because I'm like, I live in Manhattan. I don't need to go to Queens for food. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're, you know, you're lacking an opportunity. Well, they, I mean, they have like really good Greek food. They have really good Chinese, but like there's stuff that I, and there's definitely, I would like to eat there at some point, but I'm just not going to hop on the train and just to eat some dumplings, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe yeah. if you have a friend in town or something and you want to. Yeah, man. Them. Someone felt like going on an adventure yeah. maybe, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, going to Brooklyn is like so ingrained in my brain now because mm. all my, I mean, all my friends who I grew up with moved to Brooklyn yeah, and they did in the nineties. Mm. So, you know, I've been going to Brooklyn since, you know, before Williamsburg was nice and uh, so it, it was, it's, it's, yeah, it's like second nature at this point. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, man. I really like that city. I really want to go back again. It's Me been, too, so I was like, what, 97, 2010. So I'm about 13 years. So you it's do. about, about time to come do, back. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> my partner, she's never been there and she's always wanted to go. And I've always told her, I was just like, dude, it's like nothing like you'll ever experience. Like flying in if like it's a clear day, you oh, see yeah. that, that mega metropolis and it's just like mm-hmm. mind blowing. Yeah, and then you get blowing. in and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've never been to like, there's no, in America, there's no city like it. No. I mean, then Europe sort of, I mean, well, I, I would probably say the only cities like it are probably ones I haven't been to and they're in Asia. Yeah, I was going to say Asia or South America. You got they are. Yeah, I imagine Mexico City probably has a similar vibe as far as just the sheer amount of people mm-hmm. stuffed into this little tiny, because Manhattan's a small island. Yeah. And it's like 8 million people on it. And yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's like yeah. seven miles long or something like that. It's like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely something I feel like people should experience if they like cities. If, if you don't like cities, avoid it at all costs. Yeah, it is like the epitome of city. I mean, it's yeah. like city built on city built on city. It's the only as far as I'm concerned, it's the only city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's that's not true. But, uh, you know, like I, it's I, I've always because I'm in New York, I've always judged cities by New York as the example. Yeah. So I'll be like, you know, L.A. does not feel like a city to me. It you know, doesn't feel like a city though, because it's so spread out. And mm-hmm. San Francisco feels feels like a city, but it feels very residential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's Chicago feels residential to me. Like they all feel like just cities, little parts of cities with suburbs around. <laughs> yeah, dude, coming back from my last trip, I was just like, oh. Seattle's so quaint. Yeah. It's such a little <laughs> village. <laughs> I like Seattle. It's like Seattle's Seattle cool. and Everett will fit in Brooklyn, dude. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's crazy. Some, yeah. Seattle size-wise is probably bigger, though. Than, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just assuming. I'm not it's sure. More it's it's yeah. way more. Yeah, it is more spread out. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's just so quaint, man. It's yeah. like there's really not a lot of, like, tall buildings, and it's, like, oh, yeah. this beautiful little <laughs> harbor. It's cute. <laughs> I like Seattle. Seattle's cool. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle's grown on me. Seattle, man. Yeah. Se- Seattle is, like, during the summer, it's, like, one of the most beautiful oh, yeah. you know, places to be. You got the Olympics. You got the, the Cascades. You got mm-hmm. Lake Washington and the Puget the, the Sound. Sound. Like, yeah. That shit's crazy. Like, some days, like, I, you know. With family being in Seattle, when it's not on fire, when yeah. it's not on fire, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say minus the last couple of years and all yeah. that stuff. It's uh... I can't hear the term Puget Sound without thinking that it's like it was like a type of jazz that Seattle had in like the sixties. <laughs> like, oh, that's the Puget Sound oh. <laughs> of the sixties. I mean, there was like a, a fucking swinging jazz scene. I'm like, oh man, the Puget time. Sound really fucking took over. <laughs> like Jazz Alley was. Then, popping. then bebop came around. <laughs> 
Yeah, Seattle's grown so much even in the last like, you know, 25 years. Like we used yeah. to go there and it was so much smaller. Like all of this stuff is built so much. So yeah, when I went to New York when I was 10 or I mean, I'm sorry, 8 for the first time, it was like a fucking you know, like Disneyland for me because oh, yeah. just yeah. going on the subway, like we, we parked in Jersey. Like we went across country in this Mercedes tour bus from 1960. You drove to New York? <laughs> so yeah, we drove from oh, New York wow. city and we drove across country, did the whole trip, parked the, the bus in New Jersey and, you know, just got a subway or something. And I want to say there's a train that goes. Oh, over. the path train. Yeah. And then, and then, Dude, I had so much fun there. I remember when we were catching one of the trains back in, uh, to Jersey from Manhattan, dude had like been fishing on a pier and he had some just fucking bass that was like bigger <laughs> than me over his shoulder. And there's That's like, dude, there, there's like dudes break dancing over there. Like for little me, I was just like, dude, this is awesome. Like I, I <laughs> You had you had the real you actually saw people break dancing on the street in New York. Dude, it was fucking fun. I mean, my dad bought fucking uh, uh, knockoff VHS tapes, and we, we watched them for oh, years, yeah. dude. Like, Those are the best. like, dude, there was yeah, we got to experience like all of this, just like random, like very very typical New York shit. You know, just like my dad going to Canal Street and buying a bunch of just that's pretty cool. Shit, you know? That's funny. I've had a couple first experiences in cities that were very defining like the first time i ever went to la i i drove cross country with friends and we park in a parking lot and we get out of the car and there's just a dude getting jumped by six people in a parking lot Shit. right <laughs> and then the first time i went to to albuquerque they had a show in albuquerque i was driving back after the show it's empty the streets are empty like highway and i just see a guy running on the highway from two people and they catch him and kick his oh shit and I was just, I was like, Cab's like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, God damn, all right. That's, all right. that's, like, that's Albuquerque. Damn. <laughs> that's the vibe. Welcome to Breaking Bad. Yeah, exactly. It's Albuquerque, though, you know, it's got some charm to it. Yeah. Because it hasn't changed in like 50 years. Like, everything looks old there, and I kind of like yeah. it. You know, they don't have like a, a Mac store there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll never, every time I think of Albuquerque, I just think of Bugs Bunny saying he took a left turn at Albuquerque. Uh, it's just never gonna not be in my head every time. Well, you know, you know his whereabouts then at least. <laughs> <laughs> we know where he's not. You know? He's on his way to Flagstaff. Yeah, I love cities that like have like a vibe. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We went to Santa Fe, and it's like all the. It must be like a city ordinance or something that everything is made out of uh, uh, clay. Like, like yeah, like clay, <laughs> like plaster or whatever. And it's like this is. This is dope. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Santa Fe is cute. I've been there before. It's. I mean, it's real close to Albuquerque. Right. It's like yeah. It's like forty five minutes away or something like that. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, Santa Fe is dope. It's. I yeah. I like. I like cities that are that are kind of run down but still fun. Mm. Like uh, like Philly. Huh. And Philly is an underrated city. I think Detroit's kind of an underrated city, and I think Cleveland's kind of. I mean, they're all places that like. I always like the people from them. Like mm -hmm. when I meet people from there, I'm like, oh, you're you're cool. Like you have it's like salt of the earthy kind of shit. Yeah. People from Cleveland are great. Baltimore. Like, Baltimore's another one. I granted, like all four of those places I would not want to walk around willy-nilly because <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're gonna I, like I saw the hood I saw in Cleveland was like nothing I've ever seen before. Oh yeah. Like I, I drove down the street at like Sunday at like a 9 a.m. on tour, and I was like, what the fuck? Like it was just like <laughs> just depressing real depressing shit but uh but the people from there are always great and you know 
yeah that well, middle america depression gets real dark oh yeah yeah that cleveland through through rochester and buffalo drive is the, the rust belt yeah the rust belt it's that's aptly titled <laughs> yep yeah, it's it's one of those things where yeah, it's it's uh, it has beauty to it, and like there's something weird about you know like one of my favorite things is like uh, uh like waterfront factories that mm-hmm. aren't in commission anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm just like wandering around yeah, those man, you buildings. Could go hang on the Rust Belt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or you know Baltimore. And I don't know if they're refurbishing the the waterfront there, but you know for the longest time it was it was pretty desolate in some parts. I imagine it's still. It. I mean it. Those the, the Rust Belt le- legit reminds me of like Eastern Europe. Hmm. Like it's gray, it's shitty all the time. Like <laughs> it's it's depressing, but like there's still like the people somehow have a life to them. You know, they 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 have spirits hmm. there. Uh, I want to wildly speculate right now, but I feel like there's some sort of through line because there was all like the it was like an industry uh, area. You know what I mean? It was really mm-hmm. like labor focused manually you know manual labor focus and then that's like the soviet union you know what i mean that was all oh, about like labor 100%. all about factories yeah. i feel like there's some sort of like similarity there somehow but even the architecture oh similar. yeah totally and like like when you go out to you know when i've been in in trying to you know anywhere in eastern europe that's not like prague or hungary like 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 places where there is like really nice architecture yeah. it's just gray yeah. like hmm. poland is gray like every like it's 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 a former communist country and and you can taste it you know yeah <laughs> you can taste that that former communism there interesting um, I'd love to go the people are cool <laughs> but the people are really cool and that's kind of like the the balance of it it's like people they've they've kind of that uh that adversity kind of builds character I think is that brutalist uh, brutalist architecture is that what that is oh where it's all like concrete and like gray it's definitely all concrete. Yeah. Probably concrete because it was getting bombed all the fucking time. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. They wanted to keep it sturdy out there. Yeah, like we're tired yeah. of rebuilding this building. This one. Yeah. It's coming it's up like, with concrete no, walls. No more yeah. wood. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's not acceptable. Architecture. Well, I'm probably going to, you know, after this interview concludes, I'm going to be doing some research on Ukrainian pizza and see you know, all, <laughs> yeah. of, all of the glory Seriously. that I can find because that like, is unreal. Like, like seamless that, that shit. <laughs> that makes that makes St. Louis pizza look like you know the greatest pizza in the world. St. Louis, isn't that the square pizza? Or no, oh, yeah, is that square slices? But it's technically it's like unleavened bread, sweet red sauce, oh, pro okay. uh, uh, provel cheese. So it's like a kind of like oh. a, 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 a. I'm thinking of Detroit style. Detroit style's the thick stuff. Yeah, Detroit yeah. style. I like I like a square slice though. I like a Sicilian. That's what we call them Sicilians here. Like like a thicker crust Sicilian, uh, like I, I'm into that shit. Yeah, that's uh, but that sounds disgusting. What you just <laughs> doesn't sound great. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound ideal. No, provol uh, provol cheese is only available in St. Louis, and it is provolone, white American, and Swiss. And it's just like none of those things should go on pizza. What that, is happening? That just like, doesn't sound like a pizza. It's like something else. No, the unleavened bread really, and like oh, sweet dude. sauce and the cheese, like oh. everything about it, like. There's a place in Portland that does a St. Louis style, but it's like tweaked a little bit. And, you know, they don't use the Provel cheese and yeah. they, they use a, a slightly spicier sauce. And it's okay. You know, it's mm-hmm. definitely not my favorite pizza, but like yeah. I can't imagine that like American cheese on pizza type of like teeth uh, texture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah, like sticks to your gums. Yeah. 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 Nah, it's not good. <laughs> I pass. I pass on that. No. 
I'd try it. I'd try it. I'd try it. I'll try I would definitely try it. Yeah, I'd try it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll try most most bad foods if I don't have to pay for them. And that's always yeah. like, like I always like in going to like the, the grocery store, you know, the, the corner store or something like that. I'm always like, oh, this like weird fucking thing. I always want to try it. But, you know, do you want to spend three dollars on a bag of M&Ms that you're probably not going to like? You know, <laughs> I'm that guy with potato chips. Yep. I'm like, what's this weird flavor? And I'll, I'll be in like a gas station on in like, you know, on tour and be like, huh. Yeah. Or especially when I'm out of the country, like in, in Canada. Yeah. You know, potato like like and I'm just like, sure, let me. Let me give it a whirl. Yep. I fucks with the all dressed chips, man. Those are great. Those, those are great. Are, those are my favorite. But oh, again, and, and again, in Eastern Europe, the chips are weird. Mm. <laughs> what do they got? Like sauerkraut chips or something? It'd be like egg salad. It's <laughs> weird fucking. You're like, why would you do that? It's a really fun deep dive. If you're ever bored, just go to like Lay's like Wikipedia and look at all of like the list of all of the flavors they have in different countries. And yeah, it's, oh. you, you see, you're like, what? Like, just some random ass shit. You're just like, I, mean, oh. I try. I'd probably try them. I would try all of them. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would, I would try all of them. Potato chips are fantastic. Yeah. yeah those 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 you can't, can't go wrong with potato chips. You cannot go wrong. <laughs> Unless they're too potato oily. products in general, man. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Your potatoes are just a, a win win for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out potatoes. Peace, potato chips. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, uh, I started a sandwich shop in Portland and we were debating on, you know, what chips we wanted to start, uh, or selling and stuff like that. And we decided to go with Uts. Uts? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Because we couldn't find Uts in, yeah. in Portland. So. Uts are, Uts pickle chips, Uts pickle flavor is amazing. And mm-hmm. sour cream and onion. I'm going to mm-hmm. reveal myself to be a plebeian. What the fuck is Uts? Uts is a yeah. very large, it's like. Is it's it like, East Coast based? Because it's, it's Baltimore. I've never seen it out west. Baltimore. Yeah. I think it's Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Let, let's double check it. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But, uh, but that's is only in like bodega. I've only seen it in bodegas in New York, and I've they, never seen it outside of New what York. What kind of style are they? Are they like kettle chips? Are they like Lays? Are they're they Lays. Thick, they're like Lays. But they have like okay. the thick, they're, 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 the ridges. They oh, have the ridges. Oh, classic. The pickle, like they have a dill pickle flavor that is it's so strong. Dude, like I would fuck with that. Hanover, Pennsylvania. I feel like the ridges give it like it, it holds the flavor more. You yeah. Know what I mean? oh, more, yeah. More I don't want like those, those non-ridges get chips. If, get, yeah. <laughs> get them out. Get them out. <laughs> get them out. I don't want them. But but Uts, they're 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 normal, just typical Lay style potato chips are like Lay's but less greasy. So you can technically oh, eat mm. more and not like have as much of a stomach gut, you know? Oh, and that's so cool. that's cool. You got Uts though. Oh yeah. That's is I, you still have a shop? I, I don't run it anymore. Um, I, I, I went in on it with the owner and, um, you know, I was, I was like the head of operations and stuff like oh, that. So I helped establish all the, the recipes and stuff like that, but it still exists. It's called Snappies. Oh. It's in Portland. Uh, a bunch of VHS is in there and nice. it's, 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 uh, it's a cool little spot. You recommend it? It's good? Yeah. Good tuna nice. melt. Good tuna nice. melt. Nice. You know, nice. It's got blue cheese melt. in it. You know, it's tuna salad. Some tomato sauce on it. Some sweet tomato oh, sauce. Delicious. Some American oh. cheese. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tuna, tuna melt American cheese might work. That's Swiss, true. That would be Swiss. Awesome. I think it's at Swiss is the best cheese for that. But personally, or provolone or Swiss are my two. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. There are certain foods where American cheese is like ideal. 
like a, a oh. breakfast sandwich with burger. egg and bacon and stuff and with a burger. American cheese. It's like, 100%. oh, yeah, yeah, burger. Yeah, oh, bacon, yeah. egg, and cheese. If you put any cheese that's not American, it's weird. Right. Ch- yeah, cheddar, cheddar, it doesn't melt the right way. Yeah. It just, you know, like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I I'll want, take what you know, I can get, you know what I mean? But yeah. We're in Oregon, so a lot of places are like Tillamook cheddar. And I'm like, yeah. if it's a breakfast sandwich, it's got to be American. You know? It's got to be American. I agree. Yeah, that's, that's that is the that is the staple sandwich of all New York bodegas. Dude, that's why, oh, I love that about New York, man. Anywhere I go, I can get a fucking bacon, egg, and cheese, baby. Anytime. 10 at at night. Yes. If you really wanted it. Oh, dude, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would be, like, if I moved there, I would either get really fat really quickly or, like, blow all of my money on, like, New York shit and just end up moving back. You do walk a lot, though. It is, it is oh, you get a true. lot of, you get a lot of exercise because like I don't I don't know I don't even have a license. Like I don't know how to drive. That's uh, that's a very common New York thing, right? Mm-hmm. Especially yes, if you grew up in yeah. New York. Well not for, for some of my age, people are like like just a, a shocked that my age could not drive. But you know. I feel like knowing you grew up in New York City though really illuminates yeah, it. But still, like most of my friends know how to drive. Oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> but I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm I'm gonna ride it <laughs> see how it ends. I wanna say it was Lamar Odom that like he got to the Clippers and he didn't, you know, he didn't know how to drive and, you know, he's, he's in LA yeah. and they were like, what, you don't know how to drive. And like, people like tried to make a big deal. And it's like, he grew up in Queens. He's like, it's yeah. like, it's like, people don't get like, to be fair, Queens is big and you probably need a car if you live there, but <laughs> in Manhattan, you do not need a car at all. And, yeah. and in most parts of Brooklyn, you don't need a car, but yeah, I don't, I don't but know. in it's LA, like, <laughs> you need a oh. fucking car. I can't Dude, imagine. I went I to LA any, yeah. and, and like didn't rent a car, and what a fucking idiot I am! Oh my god, I was I was walking for miles and miles. I was just Uber so everywhere? exhausted. I had to Uber everywhere I could, but yeah. I was kind of broke, so I was like, oh, "Well, shit. fuck, I gotta huff it." Uh, I was like, "I'm an idiot, dude. I am an idiot, though." That's, That's true. you can't walk LA. That's crazy. No, you, you, I could, I did, but it, it was Whoa. bad. Yeah. I walked like ten miles to my fucking show. <laughs> it was great. And then you're just all sweaty and you've sweat through your clothes that you're all, you know, like but trying that's to look my brand. good for. And that's yeah. brand. Oh, sweat, sweaty, sweaty bearded. No. Sweaty and unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> sweaty and unprepared. Yeah. That's my whole thing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I, I decided to, I was in Miami in December and I decided to do the, you know, like, oh, I'm here. I'll walk to the place that I'm going and multiple times found myself in neighborhoods where I should not have been walking. Oh, Miami is no fucking joke. <laughs> and so like, I was just I like, Oh shit. Like, okay. I like it. Just like start walking a little faster. You know, oh, like, man. I was in Miami once and we were going to this, like, it was like a, for a wedding and, and there's like the party the day before or whatever. Like the, there's like, I don't know, some sort of party. And it was at like a bar lounge club type of place. And the cab or Uber dropped us off like three blocks away from it for some reason. And it was me, my girlfriend at the time, my good friend and his girlfriend at the time. We get out and there the two girls are wasted. And where and I'm like looking around and there's all these adults on bicycles. Like like <laughs> what, like like grown men on like not not on like, you know, they're not like mountain bikes. They're that doesn't they're, bode well. Yeah, no, there's like guys like circling around. I'm like, huh. And it turned out to be little Haiti. And like, and there's like a party, like a like a we pass a club with like loud hip hop music, and the girls like, let's go. Like they're drunk, and we're like, ah. Let's go to the. To the other <laughs> we almost just let him go and, and left them there. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, you guys. That you would know, have been criminal uh, yeah, negligence. Yeah, but but it was literally like around the corner from like a like a little loungy place. But yeah, like being in a city you don't know, 
that happened in Milwaukee too. I was just like walked away from a venue and I was two blocks away and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Am I yeah. In the hood right now? Like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's, we were, we were I'm in this unsafe. in Wynwood. And so it's like, you know, the artsy district of yeah. Miami. And you, you, you got take a wrong turn in Wynwood, though. It's all bad. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's not bad. Wynwood's fine. It's up and coming. Yeah. And then, you know, there was an event that I went to there. And then, yeah, midnight, 12 30 or whatever, it, it ends. All the bars are still popping. You're like, oh, I'll just walk down this street, you know, see what's happening. And then two blocks later, you're like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> all, all, all your spidey senses are tingling. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Luckily, I managed to avoid getting mugged or, you know, anything like that. But um, I've never been mugged outside of New York. Oh, you never... have been mugged in New oh, York, though. Oh, many times. Oh, OK. In the 90s? Should Did I anybody it? get get you for like valuable stuff no, or like nothing? I, it was always when I was 15 or 16. Oh, yeah. I had a dude put a fucking gun in my ribs when I was like 16. Ooh. I had a, a, a group of kids with literal chains and bats. <laughs> Like it was like I was like, are you naughty by nature? Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? That sounds scarier than the guy with the gun. Like, it was. Yeah, I had ten dollars and a bus pass on me, and they took it, and I was like, all right, have fun. It's like uh, the Warriors yeah. meets Lord of the Flies. Like, what's yeah, going it was on? great. The, the 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 chain thing was funny though because it was in Washington Square Park, and uh, oh man, and like. You know, that's not. It, I guess at the time, I guess it was less safe than. I mean, now it's like a very safe place, but uh, yeah. but I was with four friends and like we kind of split up and the two of them were walking ahead of us and me and my friend were walking and they, and the, and this crew of kids just rolled up on us. I was like, Oh fuck. And the other two guys did, you know, did the right thing and just kept walking. Cause it was not going <laughs> to work go well for them. And they just, and they, you know, these guys, but they had like the one guy had blood on his jeans Ooh. and was holding a fucking chain, like an actual, like a big chain. <laughs> Damn. Like, I was like, what are you, what are you doing with that? Uh, and they had like, yeah, a little a baseball bat and shit. But yeah, and I, you know, gave my fucking bus pass and 10 bucks. Teenagers uh, terrify me because they don't have a, uh, they haven't grown up. They, their frontal cortex isn't like fully formed. Like they don't have a sense of like consequence. Yeah. So like they can do yep. wild shit. And also they're like not going to really yeah. get in that much legal trouble at that point. So teenagers fucking terrify right. me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like I'm in middle school again sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what age it was where I stopped being scared of teenagers. I think I feel like I was in like my mid, maybe my, my late 20s where I was just like, fuck these kids. And like now I, I'll like brazenly walk through a pack of teenagers like they're, done, they're not even fucking people. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a grown man. What the fuck are you going to do? Oh, dude. Yeah, but I'm a little guy though. You're six foot tall. I'm I'm five six. Oh shit! Yeah, I'd be scared of teenagers. Too. <laughs> I'd be scared of those middle yeah. schoolers. I could maybe. get physically intimidated. <laughs> could get yeah, exactly. I get scared by yeah. toddlers at the park. <laughs> but but listen, when there's like five of them, when there's five of them, it doesn't matter how big you are. That's true. They will they will they will do whatever. They oh, that's a good point. Like five dudes your size will fuck me up. <laughs> Easy. Thanks, man. That's almost scarier. Yeah, Easily. five dudes that are five Easily. six. You're like, oh, those guys all do MMA. Two, you know, two I'm guys. Not, I'm not ready. Two five six guys kick my ass. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's yeah. Then they have self esteem issues, so you know it's gonna. Be yeah, they got, they got a chip. Yeah, they, they got, got a chip on their shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, they got strong <laughs> shoulders from carrying that the whole time. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's it's, it's real. real out there. It's real. <laughs> Yeah, the only time I thought I was going to get mugged, I was in the Greyhound station in Oakland, I think East Oakland, and I was 15 at the time, and I decided, you know, I was just just ignorant 15-year-old, and I was like, I'm going to go on a walk and leave 
Greyhound stations are notoriously in places that are probably not, not good. Walker. And then it was in Oakland, and yeah, I was like 15. I had like long hair. I was, you know, and I was just like, oh, I'm. Target. I need to. I need to get out of here. Type of thing. I never understood robbing uh, teenagers because, like, they're broke. All teenagers are broke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I looked like a dirty hippie. You know, like I, I looked like probably like a homeless person from Berkeley or something like that. So that's probably why I didn't get. Like they wanted to take your hacky sack. Like what the fuck are they taking? <laughs> I understand. There was a couple people that like you know they bucked up and like you know started to like look at me from like across the street, but they never crossed the street. Right. But, you yeah. know, it was enough to, for me to be like. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know, I know that feeling. That feeling of like you see something in the distance and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yep. That, that was uh, my entire high school experience. Like just walking around New York, <laughs> looking blocks away, just being like, "Is that trouble? Is that trouble? Do I need to turn and then left?" Crossing here? the street to avoid it, turning like going three blocks out of my way to not cross like a, an area. Yeah. You know, that was that was those are good old days. That's when New York was New York, you know. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> When you could get your ass beat at any block, <laughs> any corner. That's what real New York is. It was honorable back then. You just <laughs> just fisticuffs left. These under. kids don't know anything about not having any sense of safety personally. <laughs> they don't. I don't think the kids today have. I see the, the way I see uh, like like college students on the subway are, are so like they're the only people in the world. Yeah. I almost want it, old New York to come back and and just be like, hey slap him in the face a little bit and be like, don't do that. <laughs> you don't, you don't get to do that. You're from like, you know, you're from like Idaho and you've lived here for seven months. <laughs> you don't, don't be, don't think you're the shit because you live in Brooklyn now. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, There's but, so many you, of those people too. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a absurd amount. I, sure. I remember we were getting a, a slice of pizza in 2010 and, you know, some hole in the wall in the lower East side. I don't even remember the name. And I got cut by like four different people and my my buddy behind me, he's like, dude, get, like, what the fuck, dude? And he's just, he's like, this isn't Bellingham. Like, he, like if you don't walk forward, they're going to walk forward. And yeah. Like, oh, right. like I started to get upset because all these dudes were like cutting in front of me, and I was like, oh no, like I'm all like operating with like a West Coast space gap. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like that's 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 not how that works. Oh yeah, and and also like things are just so much faster. Yeah. Like everything works. Like when I'm going, when I go to some like especially out west. Well, I mean, forget. It. I mean, if I'm down south, it's the worst for that. But like, like it, like everything lines take longer. Like the the person behind the counter is chatty and and they're having just a casual conversation. I'm here like banging my head against the wall, being like, I just want my sandwich. I just want my sandwich. Like it's, it's like like I have my patience is so little for for waiting for for things. It's bad. I don't need any more I friends. Like, I need a sandwich. Yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, is, is your daughter good? Great. Get the fuck out. Of <laughs> yeah. It's 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 not a good. I'm not happy about that quality, but like, it's there. I got it. It's ingrained in me. That's really funny that you'd say that because uh, here in Everett, <laughs> uh, there's like these little tiny residential roads, so like people kind of have to pull over to let somebody pass. Oh and yeah, it's yeah. customary to wave with your uh, steering yeah. wheel hand. Okay, and when people don't do it, I get so mad. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I, I'm <laughs> over here pulling over for you. And you're not even gonna give me a little wave with your fucking steering wheel hand. You kidding me? You're too good for me. I'm with you on that. I think I think you're justified in that anger. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's, I, it's like when I hold the door for someone and, and they don't say thank you. Yeah, fuck you. Like I didn't have. It's to. the same like, thing. It's, it's like even a nod. Just like even a nod. Just like acknowledge <laughs> that I did this for you and I don't know you and I did something like acknowledge that I just did the polite thing. That's all I want. Just be like, oh, yeah. thank you. I love it when you yeah. hold the door and then they just you hear the audible. <sighs> 
as, oh. as they walk by, you know, like they're oh. upset, like they have to think about thanking you, you know? <laughs> How inconvenient really, is that? Oh my you're God. putting them out, you know? Showing <sighs> gratitude? Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what, what is this? <laughs> God. Uh, well, I mean, we've been doing this for an hour and 45 now. Oh, wow. Shit. Time flies. Time flies. It really does on these things, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Rob and I have been known to uh, keep a guest for over three hours on accident before. Fucking Joe was, Rogan over here. Uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But not nearly as insightful. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Uh, we haven't incisive. even started talking about MMA yet, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or so, or uh, DMT for that matter. I was going to say, so how much DMT have you done in the octagon? Let's talk about how many. Jamie you know, Paletta. No, I don't know. That's the only <laughs> reference I got. I don't know. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we 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 do the long cast here, so you know it'll it'll come out, it'll happen. Uh, whether it'll be one episode or two episodes, it's probably one episode. But yeah, let it rip. Yeah, let it rip. Podcasts uh, are listening, you know. Exactly. That's right. That's um, right. I, I always enjoy it, but you know, thanks for coming on. Yeah, oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Is there anything you want to uh, plug or let the people know where to find you on the way out? Um, let's see. I got a. I, I'm gonna. I'm playing a couple shows in Europe in in August. I'm playing in London and um, maybe Prague. I'm playing a festival in in Hungary, and I'm playing in Berlin. Uh, I have an album with um, Elliot Lip coming out under the Liphead moniker. Nice. Uh, coming out in June, I believe. It's called the album's called From the Back. Provocative. And uh, and I have another album coming out in in the in the fall that is not yet announced, so I can't say what it is. But it's it's a special project that i did that's coming out in the fall on backwoods records oh uh, shit but uh yeah so shout that, out backwards yeah backwards the best um and uh yeah that's what that's about it fuck yeah but oh and block at nyc on all the things all the socials instagram twitter the only, the only two that matter instagram twitter not on tiktok i'm a man an adult <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an adult man i'm an adult man i i can't i can't i don't want to yeah <laughs> we don't want to open that algorithm I don't, I don't, I don't want to be on another thing. You know, I you can say? have TikTok. I'm five, six. Okay. I can have TikTok. No, you dude, you can. I mean, I, I, I just know if I got on TikTok, it'd just be another thing I'm addicted to. And I don't I need know. in yeah. my life. And, um, and I also like just judging from the reels on Instagram, it makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. makes me hate things. And I don't okay. want to, I don't want to hate society more than I already do. So I, <laughs> it's best I stay off TikTok. <laughs> I feed off hate. So I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we all do it to an extent. <laughs> don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, you've done a great job at fucking uh, 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 keeping a good presence on social media because, like, you know, as, as a person who, you know, was like following all these artists, you know, musically, and then social media boomed, you know, like there's a time when you're like, oh, I'm going to go follow all like my, my favorite musicians. Mm -hmm. And it's always funny when you find one, you're like, oh, I like this person's music, but I hate this person on social media. Oh, you mean every rapper ever? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was, they're so bad at social media. It's, it's, it's really they're bad. the worst. Uh, yeah. No, the secret is to it's that to know it's stupid. And it's only for jokes and promotion. <laughs> it only exists to be stupid and to to promote things. And outside of that, it's just. You know. Dude, yeah. this is how good you are at social media. I've been to your website. Okay, how yeah, many people? Do you, how many websites do you go to now? You know, not very few. Very few. <laughs> yeah. That's truth. That's truth. <laughs> Yeah. Once again, man, thanks for coming in. And uh, it was nice to actually meet you after, you know, putting out that project once upon a time uh, on your beats. So thank oh, yeah. you for doing oh, yeah. 
Nice, uh, nice. Which was also, a, it was like a gift and a curse for, for my music career because people are like, oh, you worked with Blockhead. And I'm like, like well well not really i mean these were in an unofficial know, way yeah i was like he put out like a bunch of unreleased material for everyone and i just asked if i could use some of it and yeah that was that was it but yeah there's a couple of projects that came from those beats yep yep i can imagine and i'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to put them on um uh Bandcamp, but i'm dragging my ass on that a little bit because there's so many of them I'm kind of, it's kind of a daunting process Didn't you have, like weren't they like 19 like there were 19 i i was i i whittled them down to like four um volumes of like okay. my favorite ones okay. uh but again i it's it's yeah it's a whole process that i gotta there's like more important shit to do right now than that so I, I yeah can yeah like, and uh, that's more for like you know for the heads i don't think you'd be monetizing it unless you were well i mean i, I mean i would sell uh it's on it would be on Bandcamp, so i'd sell it like it'd be like 25 beats for like five dollars something like that that's something i don't know maybe i don't know i haven't thought about it, the cost of it some sandwich so coin yeah i mean i wouldn't even put it on 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 uh on like spotify and stuff like that yeah, yeah. just enough for a ukrainian pizza slice baby yeah i just, <laughs> just want to get back to that ukrainian pizza Ooh, one day, i just want the war to end so i could get yeah. some goddamn tuna <laughs> yeah cheese tuna slice bro bread. Mm. <laughs> delicious <laughs> piffzilla Hash Johnson. What's that I heard? Hashtro with the remix. Old school classics. Tame with the cleanness. Uh, we keep you fiending. Always wanting more. New work to be ham. Hash rips galore. What we got in store has been sought for centuries. Causing mass conflict to Damascus and Tel Aviv. Raps are spelling B. We take it back to fourth grade. The underground's undertaker. Leave a hater in four grades. Times change. Cause a rush of adrenaline. Like a fat dose of the powdered raw medicine. Settle like sediment. Waiting as the water rises. Show with the flaws and what has always been thought is wise Bluff falling, falling off like rock and roll Always carry with me way more than the pockets hold I got a lot of soul living with the changes Time can't touch it, feeling like I'm ageless I'm only 24 with 25 CDs 10,000 hours in 3 years My C's is the untouchable, uncomfortable ease Always original, never bite a thing Chilling with the gods, one with the best of them Me and Tame One catch us mortar and pestilence Tripping on mescaline, blazing up a quad Up a cordium to OE, chasing with the scotch Samurai skills, this is check by the fireside Flying through the night sky, dropping all the dynamite Vandalize the microphone, changing the airwaves Knock them out the box, taming hash, it's a fair game Samurai skills, this is check by the fireside Flying through the night sky, dropping all the dynamite Vandalize the microphone, changing the airwaves Knock them out the box, taming hash, it's a fair game DJ Pointer, what up? Larry Hobbs in this bitch. Boom squad up in this shit. You heard? Have you heard the vocal recorder with the social disorder? Lifted off of the water, fucking both of your daughters. Up in the boss's office, nauseous, rocking minoricas, talking the talk. Walking through North, beefing like sausages. Porking any pig that dig me, raw really. Y'all, I make big dogs talk like Walt Disney. Goofy like a roofie. Mickey slipped on my milkshake Curb serving the herbs on the corner Then it's back to my milk crate Ilk, wait Against the odds I'm friends with the gods The idol of the iPods Holding it down Rolling around Going to town Blowing them pounds 
Soaking up sounds, joking around, ignoring them clowns, thinking they down, slinking around like snakes. Snitching for Jay, I want my piece of the pie, plus I'm taking the cake. And the hooker jumping out of it, wind up on the side of the turnpike that night after Tame's being a mouth. Samurai skills, this a check by the fireside, flying through the night sky, dropping all the dynamite, vandalize the microphone, changing the airwaves, knock them out the box, taming hash, this a fair game. Samurai skills, this a check by the fireside, flying through the night sky, dropping all the dynamite, vandalize the microphone, changing the airwaves, knock them out the box, taming hash, this a fair game. Here with OG Bobby, smoking the OG Bubba, load me the bong and pour me another, I'm a stone crusher, hash rocks all summer. Pressure on the rise, hear the claps of thunder I wonder, I wonder How dope is the remix, we keep kids on lock Poetic genius, fiendish When it comes to the microphone Rock stages and cop checks and spots unknown Watch the throne as it crumbles to earth Just a raven on the hunt, on look for my perch Watching the time change, whatever it's worth I continue to adapt, maintaining my search Samurai skills, this a check by the fireside Flying through the night sky, dropping all the dynamite Vandalize the microphone, changing the airwaves Knock them out the box, taming hash, this a fair game Samurai skills, this a check by the fireside Flying through the night sky, dropping all the dynamite Vandalize the microphone, changing the airwaves Knock them out the box, taming hash, this a fair game